This is what the shit. I'm your host, Darius DC Chambers. We also have Chris G and Courtney D. And we are, again, what the shit. We are a podcast that likes to talk about anything and everything. We are part of the Black Gamut ENT family. And if you enjoy listening to us, you can give this a try yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just download the free Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm and do it that way. You know, whichever is easier for you. But thank you for giving us a listen and continue to do so. Provide the soundtrack to bounce back from each loss Until we reach a target, we proceed course There's no quitting, the clock's ticking I seen how the plot thickens Regardless, I never let it throw me I off I want the shit, boy, get on my level yeah. Woo! Yo, it's What The Shit Wednesday You already know what time it is, man It's What The Shit I am DC Got Chris with me, Courtney on the way I am so excited, so I gotta apologize We got AD Empire, not Tay Tay made it in pace so low, so that was last week, but I fell down a rabbit hole. So I already apologize to the fellas. I already know what it did was. It was their videos that I fell down a rabbit hole on. So before like we get to this and fault. that, I know it's no, it's not their fault. So Chris, man, how's it going, man? What's going on? Man, we're doing good, man. Uh just coming off of last night's episode of Blurred's Eye View, and it was our spooky episode. We had uh CJ Spotsville from the Triangle on so we were talking about a lot of weird unsolved and supernatural stuff and me and DC had to burn the sage and the tables in the houses afterwards and all that stuff <laughs> yes yes so again I had the day off I played video games listened to a lot of dope music uh, and so it was that kind of day 
So let's get into a little bit of news. Uh, I got one bit of note, and it's because I felt like this was the only news that I wanted to tell. DK Metcalf from Seattle had a girl come out to him, and he had her turn around because he was in the middle of a foursome. I don't know about y'all, but uh, <laughs> that's player. And that's a super player pimpish. Uh, where you at um, on that, Chris? <laughs> yo, uh, I, he just probably wasn't ready to have it a, a quartet, I guess, or a quintet. I should say he was doing his barbershop duets out there. <laughs> um, needless to say, my favorite player already was before that. Now he's even more my favorite player. <laughs> but without further ado, I got to get to these fellas, man. I'm gonna bring them in. Toronto's very own Gladiator Records owners. We got Gladiator. We got Gladiator Empire building. <laughs> Man, fellas, I like I said, I fell down a rabbit hole. I was on y'all YouTube. <laughs> I went back. I started at twelve years ago. Let's let's get back. Let's get into that. So you guys, I, I want I don't want to say uh, rappers because you guys are artists. Because I've heard a lot of different songs from you guys, and there was a lot of different vibes in each of these songs. So I can't. I don't want to classify y'all as rappers because y'all make music. Um, if you guys right. haven't heard these guys' music, there's a lot of on one song, it was love. I was like, this ain't I was like, is that Robin Thick? I was like, yeah. no, that ain't Robin Thick. I was like, my man blowing on this song. That's and then I seen the unplugged version. I was like, oh man, yo, you playing the keyboard, my man singing. I was like, straight artistry. Yeah, yo, I mean. <laughs> this right here is a whole vibe. So I'm definitely feeling the music. So let's talk about Thank you, you guys. How'd you guys get started? You know what? I mean, from little kids, man, music was always in the house. I mean, we grew up in Toronto, um, so it's very multicultural. But my parents were really, really influenced by African-American culture, you know. And so my parents grew up listening to Stax Records, Motown Records, mm. James Brown. My parents loved James Brown. So we were a product of our environment and listened to that. So we, Luke and I always say, like, a lot of... You know, and we're our background's Italian, like a lot of white kids, a lot of Italian kids, you know, maybe had like hockey players and stuff on their walls. We had all black entertainers on our wall. Like to, today, James Brown is still my favorite. Like that. I mean, to me, like when you hear it, say it, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. It's one of my favorite songs. And it's funny. Our mom back in the 60s, because obviously that's our parents generation. She was like a little Italian kid walking in the laneways going, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud, yeah, but in Toronto, but that had a, a huge impact. impact. Our dad used to go to a Jamaican area, um, a West Indian area in Toronto called Eglinton Avenue West. And this Jamaican lady, Monica, had a record store. But my dad was a hairstylist. He'd go get hair products. We'd eat like we'd eat a beef patty or something. And then he'd pick up tons of records. But every Friday night, Saturday night, we jammed out to the vinyl. It was all funk. And like, you know, like the Gap Band and, and, and again, James Brown and, and hip hop. And like our first 45 was Big Daddy Kane. Oh, and yeah. So we just grew up. Yeah. Man. Oh, the verses. The smooth the operator. Off. Who didn't want to be Big Daddy Kane, man? Right. Exactly. On, True. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> did he have the, the thing side and the sex side on that album? Yeah. Um, it was like it was like on the cassette. Yeah. There was the you know the first side was like more of the tough shit, and then mm. the second side was the was the softer side, yeah, the softer side and stuff, right? So yeah, um, when people hear Toronto, and like you guys say, it's multicultural. 
when I hear Toronto, I think of like, I don't want to say like housewives, like the housewives shows where it's like beautiful white picket fences and, and it's like all that, you know what I mean? Like the space age suburbs, you know what I'm saying? That crazy thing. Um, but what was Toronto like to you guys? Because I know you said it was multicultural, but do you think it felt like, because I know you guys said you've been to Ohio. So that, yeah. that cultural difference, that cultural exchange, I guess, do you feel like it helped you guys? I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I mean, I mean, see, Toronto was heavily influenced by the Caribbean culture, you know, not, not so much the, the, like the, the gospel, like the church, you know, where a lot mm -hmm. of these amazing R&B singers are, you know, are bred from the church all the way back to like Aretha Franklin. And, and, you know, you go way, way back to like the, the, you know, that era of music. So I just watched that movie, incredible movie. On Aretha. Yeah, yeah, I have to Jennifer watch it. Hudson, geez. I have to watch it. Woo, she could sing. But but you know it. So, but Adrian and I, being that like, like we we had family in Miami too as as kids. So we go to Miami a lot. Mm -hmm. And you know, it wasn't like back in the day where now internet, Spotify, YouTube, you, everybody all over the world gets music right away. Like there's no kind of, you know, barrier of of what you can kind of listen to back then. You, you only had a few outlets and we didn't have all the outlets in in Toronto to you know grab that music there was a few uh um programs on uh, a station called much music which was like MTV uh that you could get hip-hop but it was like a half an hour but radio wasn't playing any hip-hop it was but college radio it was college radio like oh, okay. Okay. yeah 88.1 yeah. uh, underground radio but we'd go to Miami and like you know, watch your own TV raps, watch, watch the box, the box, watch BT. Oh, the box, forget about the box. Right. And we were kids and, and, but we pick up all this, all this music. So we'd come back and people are like, what's this? And it'd be like, you, you don't know who bone thugs and harmony is. And not mm. like, not like first of the month, which is still an incredible Thuggy, song. Thuggish, it's like, yeah. East Thuggy, and Thuggy, yeah East so man. Hey, East I'm telling you. Nine, nine, nine. Like, not to interrupt, but right now, well, not right now because y'all watching this, but please go listen to Love. I swear to God, it'll change your life. I got, I, I put it on repeat for a minute because I was just like, man, this is some soul that is, and it's and it's an older song, and that's what's crazy because when the music is timeless and you hear something that I don't care now, and it was about six years ago when this song you guys made yeah. this song, six years old, and I was just like, man. This song is a transcendent song just because it has soul and had passion. Music was on point. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of them songs that, fellas, take note. Sweetest day passed. Uh, Valentine's <laughs> Day is coming up. You're trying to give it to your lady. You're trying to do something right. Put on Love by AD Empire. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. <laughs> Yo! Courtney in the building. Yeah. Courtney. Courtney, what's fresh, up? Fresh, fresh off the R&B tour. What's going on, Courtney? Yeah, his R&B tour was uh, slipping and falling. Uh, you, ain't <laughs> yeah, you got the clip, DC? You got to play the clip. If you I, gonna, I'm going to get to it. Um, yeah, so Love is one of them songs that, like I said, man, it's transcendent. It was one of them songs that when I was listening to it, I was like, man, every verse, like I could feel it. You know what I'm saying? And then I watched the unplugged version. I was like, oh, yeah, this... This is them. This is them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because when you hear it, like I said, when I hear it, I heard it, I was like, man, my man sound like Robin Thicke on this joint. He was pulling out all the love. He went from the diaphragm up. It was like, I put some, and he put, but, but he put some stank on it too. Like it was, it was, he was riffing on it and everything. So I could see the, 
the the Motown, the 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 elements in there, where it's just like, man, it's good music, and everybody yeah, needs you. good music. Um, which is crazy because not a lot of people are making good music, but we ain't gonna get into that right now. Uh, <laughs> that's another. That's another well, you know what? I'll, you know what? I'll touch in it like briefly. Just what you're just saying. I think the problem is to today. And, and not all music, right, across the board, but we do celebrate a little bit of me- mediocrity today. Like, mm-hmm. where it's like, whatever you're going to do, whether it's hip-hop, whether it's, you know, R&B, whether it's, like, boom bat, whether it's trap, whether it's rock, like, learn your craft. Don't be, like, learn about, like, we use the word producer really lightly. There's a lot of beat exactly. makers. A lot of the trap beats are beat makers. And they're dope. I'm not taking anything away from it. But they don't understand, like, a bridge and taking out something yes. here. To create yes. a story. Lord Finesse was talking about that the other day. Right. And it's like, exactly and it's like you know, Adrian and Wick, we, we grew up like playing in live bands, like very roots. Like we were the only you two white tell. kids doing a battle of the bands, but we were playing like bum, 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 bum. Like we were doing roots type shit. Um, but we learned our craft. I learned how to play. He learned how to sing. So if you had to do it live, there's no, you know, like autotune's great. We all use it. It helps when those nights... You're a little rough and you got to get something done, but learn how to sing without it. So when you go on stage, mm-hmm. you can sing. When people are going, yo, what, what is, this is not what I hear on the, on the record, of course, because everything is, is processed. Is, everything is processed yeah. to the point of it's fast food, right? Yeah. So that, but see, that's the beauty I of call it. it popcorn and I'm sorry. Popcorn, popcorn. Yeah. But that's the beauty exactly. of your style. That's the, that's the beauty of the style that you guys have because you never know what box you're going to come out of. You know, There's so no it, box for these fellas. I'm exactly, not even exactly, again. Like, I've heard. I like again. I spent all day on the YouTube and I listened to every song, and each song sound different, but you can tell the vibe was them. You know what I mean? No. It wasn't like it was all the way over here where you was like, "Eh, they don't sound like them." And then it was all the way over here, like that's them. Right. It was right down the middle. Every song was them, and it, but each song was different. You know what I mean? It wasn't no, no it, cookie but, gutter like, ah. Uh, but that's the difference you can oh. tell between artists and actual rappers. When you are artists and you complete and you can do multiple things and you get in that studio and you mm-hmm. want to sound the way you want it to sound and and you ain't working in there, you ain't walking in there with you walking in with your own producer. You produce your own shit and it's all different. It's just a different yeah. element, a different. And that's why I had to start off saying I can't call them rappers or I had to call them. They gotta artists be. You can call them artists. Yeah, that's it's what they a are. different type of box of uh, music. Like I said, um, I'm a I love of hip hop. So when it comes to me, I get I give you thirty seconds, and I can tell what type of music you put out, or how you care about your brand, and it don't, it don't take long for you to. That's what I'm saying. It don't take long for you to tell what type of artist that you're dealing with. So when I heard job music, when I got the uh, maybe like a week ago, when I got the whole package, I was like, oh, okay, we have an artist on. Um, so I got to be a different type of bag to ask you guys different type of questions. Um, Thank you, you. Um, so just I wanted to ask y'all a question. Just been in Toronto. Um. And the different appeal. I know it's a whole different country appeal. So um is the sound is it easy to transition both ways? Um or or yeah, or do you go in the studio like you know, I'm making this for we like to yeah. hear my type of style. Yeah, we we've always been like 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 we always we always consider ourselves like Scott Hall and Kevin Ash of the outside <laughs> from NWO. Like, we were always the outsiders because like I was saying before, Courtney, I don't know if you were on yet, like we we would pick up all this hip hop from the U.S. because we had family in Miami. You know, we did stuff in in, in our teens in Cleveland and and in Virginia Beach with Levi from Black Street. 
So we were mm. really raised by American, the American sound. We never really got into like, like sounds have changed now where you listen to Toronto, like, yeah, Drake is popular a lot. Prop, uh, last 10 years. The last 10 years and, and, and it's made that Toronto slang popular. But for the most part, it's still trap music. It sounds just like anywhere else. Okay. You know, drill okay. or yeah, where like all the kids in Toronto now are dancing like the drill. Yeah, yeah. Like, so they're just so. following the trends of everywhere else. We had more of a style back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, where you knew it was Toronto sound. Um, but we were always those guys that were listening to like UGK and shit, and like mm. eight ball MJG and eight ball. And people, we would come up here and they're like, What is that? And we're like, again, when Bone Thugs came out and we were going like East people were going, and then everybody heard, you know, keep it on the crossroad. And then, you know, that was a dope track, but that's when everybody knew everybody could, yeah. You know, so you touched on it. Let's get into the Toronto music scene. Um, you have you guys, who else? should people be looking out for because the thing and the thing about the u.s if it's not like drake or somebody commercial we don't really pay attention which sure. is sad because for sure i know there's artists up there yeah but we have a u.s bias to where we think all our music is the best um even when it ain't and we prop those people up sadly um because i want a goal to be people to know who they ought to know you know what I mean? So let's talk about the music, Toronto music scene. You have you guys. Who else is up there, you know, making noise that people should know? I think there's a lot. I mean, in terms of like, in, in terms of like the trap stuff, you know, right now, because uh, Drake opened up the floodgates for so many of these artists, like a lot of the trap artists are starting to be discovered in, in you know, in the States. So obviously people know Tory Lanez. Guys like Belly is from are from Ottawa, but he mm. made it. You know the weekends from Toronto, but now all these young trap press guys, Armani, press Armani. But like Toby, Toby is a dope rapper. He's he's a little bit more like 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 has flow and has lyrics. Lord Juco is another guy. Yeah, with us seven years ago, it's funny. Seven years ago, we moved to like the Niagara Falls area. So right now we're talking to right now, man. If we had the if we had the computer in the car we could take you to Niagara Falls. We're like 15 minutes away. And, and from Cleveland, we're like a, three, three and three hours, 43 hours. Like mm -hmm. it's not that, far. not that far. If the border wasn't jammed up with all this COVID and, and all this wonderful stuff that's going on. But <laughs> I, I think with us, when we moved out of uh, Toronto, we really, again, we've always identified like more with American culture. So we were in Buffalo almost every weekend. And, you know, mm. Buffalo right now is having that Harlem renaissance in the mm -hmm. black community, man, with the Griselda, Griselda, BSF, Black Soprano family. And, we, I mean, other than West Side Gun, we've worked with all those guys now, like Conway the Machines on our first album. We did mm -hmm. another album with the – shout out to Ballistic Man. We did a whole album for him, and we got, like, Benny the Butcher on that. We produced another Rick record Hyde. for uh, Rick Hyde from BSF. So it's kind of like – do you see what you were saying? Like, there's a few guys that we – you know, I think are dope in Toronto, but we kind of like. I'm sorry, you got me now? Buffalo, we've kind of like, we've kind of moved. We kind of like, like just started really absorbing like who's hot in Buffalo rather than who's hot in Toronto. Like right now, I'm wearing like a uh, shout out to Struggle Mike. Like he owns a studio, he owns a um, clothing shop. Yeah, on the south side of Buffalo. Actually, we did a song for them 
on his out on the south side of Buffalo, where the play is not there on the south side. And I'm so I'm, we're wrapping this up. Yeah, so, so the answer is we we don't know too many Toronto rappers. <laughs> so, so that's funny that you guys say that because I'm from Detroit. Um yeah, and I was gonna Detroit. say, I was gonna say how I, I haven't like just being around like you know, Detroit and Canada is really, really close. Um yeah. so a lot of people that I know they travel to Canada, they go to Windsor, go to do everything yeah. out there, go to Niagara yeah. Falls, all types of things. So um how much of that influence uh, has came down or went up? Because I know we get a lot of y'all influence. You know, we love hockey. Um, yeah, oh, hell yeah, Detroit. man. Detroit, the yeah. Red Wings is a die. I mean, the Red, Red, Red Wings. Detroit. So, we, so we, yeah. We love Detroit, man. We we just actually today, I was just talking. I had a whole co- an hour conversation about BMF because mm. we did an album last year with Swifty McVeigh from D12 okay. called, uh, okay. called Swifty McVeigh Presents 80 Empire. But we have mm. a second album with Swifty. So we were just talking about BMF and how we're going to do all of these interludes. So just before we, we got on the line with you guys for the show, we call it the, we call it gray. Ro- anyway, we're calling it gray roses gospel. That's the name of the second album with Swifty, okay. but I'm talking about seven mile. Cause he grew up on seven mile. Ooh, so seven seven miles, like, like, you know, seven miles from mama's house. It's all Detroit. Like he's talking about like growing up yeah. in Detroit, the whole but I we, love Detroit. But man. but we have a we have a kind of a a real like a real like connection, connection with Detroit because our our first like our first major song kind of with a with an with an artist like, like a major artist like a major artist was Obi Trice. So, oh yeah. Obi. Shout out to yeah. Obi. Obi yeah, Trice, so, real so Detroit his, legend. But see, yeah, you know, so his uh, I, Obi's third album, uh, called Battle and um, Bottoms Up, Bottoms Up, uh, we did the first single called Battle Cry, but we were in called mm-hmm. 80 Empire there. So it's just if you look for the record, like on it's, Spotify, uh, it's, it's just Adrian's name, Adrian Ratt, featuring Adrian, Adrian Ratt, produced by me. But that was kind of our our track, and then through Obi led to Swifty, and you know we we've done stuff with Laz. You know, Lazarus, Kid Vicious, Kid Vicious. We got uh, one song with John Connor, another we one coming. a record for for Trick Trick. Yeah. Oh man. So let me ask y'all. Let me ask y'all because y'all y'all y'all, y'all just said so many underground Detroit legends. Um, is it weird for y'all to see Detroit take off on a music level that it is now? I'm talking about hip hop wise. Um, because it's at an all time high right now. Um, you know, it no, wasn't... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. It doesn't surprise me because. You know, Detroit's got such a rich musical history with Motown, Motown, man. So it's in the blood, man. It's in the veins. And it, and it's just like, and I think the youth, who now a lot of them are yo G's, and then you got like the younger guys, younger people coming up. But they were just, it's just like, yo, man, our parents' generation at Motown, we have to do something. And that was like the whole era mm-hmm. of, you know, when, when M came out and D12 and Royce. And now it's the, you know, and then it was the, then it was the um songs and all these yeah 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 and now it's yep. the next wave too there's even a next wave of detroit you yep. know artists so yep yeah man but they still yeah, got the lines <laughs> come on bro see this is i gotta do this right here this is i gotta go <laughs> oh no y'all y'all gotta forgive me i courtney shit about his lines no, all the time all right. listen, but, uh, man, i'm a diehard lion i love them too man we we actually uh, we have an album, fellas, dropping December tenth with Fat Beats. 
Um, they're a legendary like underground hip hop label. They started as a vinyl shop in New York. Now they're based in LA, and we got a, a single on there with Lazy Bone, man. So can't wait for people to hear that. Man, so I because so you guys many have, name drops. Uh, yeah, so no, well, there's 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 more, but there's more. Um, and I'm I'm not gonna name drop because I can't, but you guys can. Let's go down the list of artists you guys work with because there are some names on this list that people are like. I know when I seen him, I was like, shit, these guys. I'm gonna throw one out there. You guys did with Jada Kiss. It was mm-hmm. Kanye said Conway the Machine, Bishop yep. Lamont. Who who let's who else? Uh uh Crooked Eye, who to me is top five. And you know what, man? Crooked Eye is just a, a good solid dude. Like, like he's just a good person. He's just a d- dope. I mean, he's a he's a he's an incredible MC, top five for me. And I know he's top five for M and and uh you know, but Crook, um, Master Ace, uh, BG Knockout, mm-hmm. who like Easy's protege, um, um, Music Soul Child, Music Soul Child, uh, Bone Crusher, who's a another like he's like family to us, Atlanta. Come on now. <laughs> um, the new uh, the new album, I won't I won't give away too many, but but Lazy Bones on the album, Dub C, Dub C, the legendary, oh. the original C Walker, uh, Dub C, like. Yeah, like it, you know, and and again, it's you know these guys Benny are the butcher, Benny the butcher. Um, so it, it's a it's a cool cat. It's a it's a cool cast of 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 people. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, no, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, he's in the hospital. Hacksaw, he is, yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, needless to say, y'all never not working. Yeah, man, because I see, I, I, and, I, and I watched the vlog. I know you guys got the studio in house. How does that feel, too? Because you guys can, because a lot of people have to go to a studio, get a yeah. producer, you know, this and that. You guys are in house. Yeah. I feel like, do you guys feel like that's an advantage? Because I feel like it Big is, time. because I can see it behind it, and you guys can just go yeah. to work. Yeah. Um, how often do you guys have people come over to try to, you know, do some work? You know what? It it um, we had more people in here before COVID. Uh, you know, um, it's not like a studio that like you know you want to record your demo and for whatever you know, hundred bucks an hour or that kind of thing. It's more like if we're if whatever's being done in here, it's a project that we're we're a part of. You know, we believe in it, or it's a project we're being paid. You know, like it's a you know it's that kind of thing. Um, it's honestly it's a big advantage because. You know, I, I made the decision years ago because I'm the one who kind of runs everything. Adrian's the obviously the singer, vote writer, the, the rapper, and then I do all the production. But I made a, you know, a, a conscious effort years ago that I had to learn how to run all this shit. I, mm-hmm. I had to learn how to use this stuff, you know, not just make it, but learn, you know, like audio sound, like quality and, and start mm-hmm. to mix it right, and start right, to right. be able to do all that. And having it here is dope because. I, you know, I'll literally be, and not even joking, I'll be in, in bed sometimes, my wife and I, and I'm lying there, and I'm like, I got this idea in my head, and I just, like, pajamas, come down the stairs. I'm not going to lie, I know that feeling, because I've been here plenty of times when I'm Yeah, doing, like, and you turn everything on, and you're just down here. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? At 3 a.m., you can't sleep, that feeling, yeah, you got to get up and go do it. You know, and, and that, yeah. that work at that work ethic is very similar to Prince, may rest in peace. That's how yeah. he said in the interview, it, it was he would just be laying there and 
lyrics would just come to him. He yeah. could be up writing and produce. Next, you know, he's written a whole damn song. Yeah, and it, and it's dope because Adrian Adrian lives and his you know his family and his wife and kids they live literally a minute and a half away drive. Mm. So it's like it's like perfect, you know, where yeah. he's like, I have an idea. Uh, I'm coming over. Like he goes, I know I'm coming over already, but I got this idea. I want to I want to yeah, try this thing for Swifty. Like exactly tonight, he goes, let me come over an hour before we we get on the the you know the podcast with you guys. So because I want to get this thing. I was talking to Swifty. I have this idea. So we literally like at 750 was like done. Let me I bounced it out, did a quick mix, and I'm you know, once we're off, I'm gonna email it to Swifty and let him hear it. So that's the cool <laughs> thing with having it with having everything here, you know. So let's get into the music making process for you guys. Um how does that start? Because you know, I know everybody has a process. Adrian, when you're writing what are you writing for what hits you or what you've seen? If that makes sense. Um, yeah, man, I, I think, you know, it, it all depends on the mood. Um, you know, sometimes it might be something that it's a, it's a paid gig and they want a certain thing. So I'm writing specific for a client, but other times it just really, it's experience. It's vibe, it's mood. And again, I started off as a rapper before I did as a singer. So I still kind of come with that freestyle mentality. Like, yo, mm -hmm. let the beat run. Or it's something that I come with, I'm up with uh, beforehand. Like today, again, speaking with Swifty, like our the album is done, the second album. But we're like, let's tie it in with some interludes. And then we started talking about the BMF, you know, and different things. And I go, and then, so that just inspired me because him and I were talking about the tv show and then again like i just wrote this we call it gray roses gospel and i i wrote some of the things sang it to swifty on the phone I'm like what do you think man he's like yo man that that shit's going that that's what we need and then so i sang it to luke over the phone came here he started playing like gospel organ and boom we just and then we laid it down other times though lucas will have like a complete beat bridge everything even melody and then i'll come up with something so it all depends like on this on this album that we're dropping um um anthems and icons in december like we have a song on there called um uh hell and back and it's a song i ain't looking back i ain't looking back in may i don't want to bring the mood down but in may we all got covid our whole family mm. but i got covid the worst i was in the hospital for a month fellas fighting for my life Man, I've been like other other than me being a little overweight, I've been in good health my whole life. And so all of a sudden I lost my ability to breathe on my own. I got blood clots on my legs. I got blood. This is no that, like and I had no no vaccine or anything. This is just what COVID did naturally on its own. Whatever this devil called COVID is, that's what mm. it is. So it gave me blood clots. That's why like I got my I got the you can't even see. I, I got these like compression socks oh like on. ted holes or something like that yeah yeah to help mm. my blood flow. i say it's his night gig yeah, socks. <laughs> his night gig and shit. yeah. but anyway that, that shit gave like yeah. i was in the hospital for a month i got pneumonia collapsed lung so like a couple songs on this album i'm i'm not talking about covid but i'm just talking about how i beat the odds i beat this shit mm. and so that like me getting sick inspired certain things without me going like you know, without making it like a PSA for COVID, like, oh, I got COVID and I'm feeling sad. Like, I, I don't even talk about COVID. Hi, this is, this is Frank and these are the COVIDettes. 
<laughs> I've definitely cut that out. That's good. Cool. <laughs> um, and the Covidines. Hi. The co- COVID. <laughs> I hope you get your ass out the door. <laughs> Yo, that's dope. And you said this dropping December 10th, right? December 10th, yeah. We will be looking out for that for definitely. sure. Oh, and but we we're glad you made it though, for real though, Thank because you, this is dope it's 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 a it's a rough it's a rough patch that's for real that's a it's a rough um, there <coughs> is something i did want to talk about and it, it's a it kind of a good situation let's get into the song fit in yeah um love the song but there's a different story behind it so i want yeah. you guys to tell people about this song and uh um, yeah. why it's important to you guys yeah it, it's a bittersweet song because um Rest in peace, Fred the Godson, who blessed us, uh, blessed the verse on that track. And it's um, we have Bishop Lamont on it, uh, Laz from Detroit, Dr. Laz. And um, we also have Catherine, who's a local girl from here. Uh, we wanted that kind of um, folky kind of chorus with Adrian's, uh, you know, harmonies and stuff like that on it. But we had gotten a verse from Fred the summer before COVID. He had already given us the verse. And we just, you know, we weren't we weren't ready to put the album out yet. So um, when when you know COVID hit and whatnot, we were, you know, we we were putting out, you know, putting out records because everybody was sitting at home. I mean, that was the if you look at the the positive of of the whole thing and ways of music, so many people were glued to their their phones. You know, like look mm-hmm. at you know D Nice, the platform he created. You could listen to him like 24 hours a day. I remember waking up at 7 a.m. He's still he's still fucking DJ. He's still in yeah. it. So, in, so, Fred, so yeah. So I got on the phone with Fred and I said, "Look, we 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 want to put you know uh, fitting out as a single for the Legacy Project, but but we'd like to do a like a EP with you, like Fred and AD Empire." And he said something really dope to me on the phone. He's like, look, man, like he had some some big stuff brewing last year before he passed. Some big stuff that he was about to do. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, COVID got him, which is really sad. And um, he's like, look, the, you know, he goes, but let, I want to do an EP with you guys. Because he goes, man, you guys have a kind of DC what you were saying. He's like, you guys have a different sound. You create mm-hmm. movie, movie soundtrack type, type mm-hmm. music, you know. Um, and he goes, the only difference between you and some other producers that are well known is just you're just not i'm gonna help you guys build your name up in in the new york scene um and then we me and him are going back and forth joking about like club quarantine and like to, to you know like where are you taking your wife tonight the spare bedroom instead of the you know and we're gonna dress it up make it look like a club you know we were joking and shit and then um we had a couple of tracks ready to go and he's like man i'm gonna jump in the studio next week start bouncing this stuff out and then literally I see, you know, on his Instagram, uh, you know. Yeah, he had the face he had the, he had the ventilator on. He said, know. God is great. And then like two and a half weeks later, he passed, which was really upsetting. You know, but we, but out of respect for his family, you know, I reached out to his family. And now we're actually really good friends with Russ, who's his, his, brother. his brother, who's keeping his legacy alive. And I reached out to his family and said, listen, I don't want to be like those people that, you know, like somebody passes and they, they, they put out. A verse that came out like five years prior and try mm-hmm. to and try to weasel that's weasel shit to me that's 
trying to snake. Right? That's trying to yeah. like, like yeah, capitalize. to gain off of somebody's of a family. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I, I didn't want to do that, so I told the family, "Look, I was already in contact." At the end of the day, artist aside, yeah, I'm a father of two girls. Luke's a father of a son and a and a, and a, and a girl. Yeah, and, and so the, the I world, can't imagine music fans lost a real lyricist, but two girls lost their father. Mm-hmm. One woman lost her husband. You're never going to be able to replace that. Yeah, all the shit in this room could be replaced. You know, other than the p, uh, other than the the how many of us? The here? four, the five of us. Five of us. The five of us on this podcast, we're the only five that can't, but our headphones could be replaced. The stupid hat I bought at a flea market could be replaced. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Indeed, all the yes. shit could be replaced, but except your thing. So that's the thing. Like, you know, like speaking with Russ, like we did a, a, an IG live like a couple months back and he was talking about Fred and it was just like, to be honest, like I, I you know, my eyes were getting teary eyed because. Yeah. Well, know, that well, that's what I said. That's why I reached out to the family. And I said, look, we were in talks about putting this track out, fit in. Uh, we were, you know, we were in the process of doing a, a project. Um, and and I said, do we have your blessing to continue to put it out? And they said, no, I, I Fred talked about you guys. The the track, we want the track to come out. We 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 give it its blessings, you know, and and so that that was great to have the blessing from the family because I said, if if they don't want it out, I w- we would have waited. It could have come out on this album, you know. We just didn't. I wanted to respect his his family's wishes, and they granted us, you know, the platform to put it out. So, and you know what? We're we've been talking to Russ after the you know the smoke clears. We might still have a a Fred, eighty Empire project in the in the in the works in the future. Who knows? You know, I think about uh, you know hip hop. There's so many verses and so many tracks that mm-hmm. that MC do that you know you could continue their legacy. No pun intended. Continue the legacy. You know, well down the line. I mean, look. look I mean, I think it's literally the mark. Yeah, the I was market gonna say Tupac was dropping albums. You know, saying he's. I think he got yeah. one coming out soon. Not to be funny. Yeah, right. no, yeah. It's like that Dave Chappelle skit. Remember, he's like Dave Chappelle, go back to your woman. <laughs> he said, "I told you, I told you, stop bumping the table." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just you no, know, like what you saying is true though. Um, and that's the thing about music; it's timeless. Um, especially if you create great music. Um, mm-hmm. so it's something you can live on forever, and I exactly. respect you guys saying, um, I'm not gonna do it except the, if the family wanted me to do it because that's another thing. Um, you don't want to take too much from the family, and they already lost such a great no, uh, influence yeah. and impact, yeah. Um, so it's that's that's a great thing that you guys still took the time and let these people grieve because that's the thing that we're missing in this world is just that little piece of um humanity that's be human for a minute and let everybody yes. breathe and do those do their things as a human being because everybody does it different it's been a yeah. tough time yeah everybody do it a little different but you know we missing that point where we let people yeah. be human um let people mess up let people you know just be common um we don't have a common factor no more so it's good that you yeah. see good people like you guys that's why y'all gonna always make great music and have great content why you've been blessed with you have contact been. uh make contact with people because you you seem to be like well composed and uh just some great guys um, Thank you. besides the music um and right. that's, that's one thing that you can always depend on just being a good person to always lead you to the right places um no matter what you're doing music uh podcast and whatever well i have to say fellas first of all thank you for that but i have to say you know i again like just really quickly with the covid stuff i don't know what i would do without my family and my brother man when i was in the hospital i know that when when you know i got off on whatsapp with them he was probably breaking down, but he was like really like so strong and he made me strong because 
when when you get when you're attacked, when your health is attacked out of nowhere so aggressively, and you're like, I'm sitting at home like this one minute, and the next minute I'm in a hospital with tubes up my nose and to uh, hey Katrina, you know, th- shout out to Kick Up Your Heels Entertainment, Katrina and Rachel for hooking this all yes. up. But my brother was, he really got me through and he still gets me through, man, because it's like now it's kind of, now that I'm feeling, I'm feeling better health wise, but like I'm now I'm trying to like sharpen my, my brain again, because, you know, there's some days where my brain's telling me you're going to get sick. You're going to get pneumonia getting, you're going to get a collapsed lung. You're not going to be able to breathe. And it's, it's because for a month. And then even when I was out, I was still feeling a lot of the same things I felt in the hospital, but now I could just breathe on my own. You know, mm-hmm. but Luke got me through, man. Thank God for my brother, really, and my whole family, my parents, my wife, my kids. But Luke, well, Luke, man, really. You know honestly, what? It, it, you know what, man? It doesn't it doesn't pay to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. No, it like doesn't. even music. You know, people you meet. Like we've been lucky enough so far. Nine times out of the ten of the artists we meet, some you really connect with. You know, like I was saying, Crooked Eye, somebody we've cr- connected with on a personal level. Swifty, Swifty. Some guys are just, you know. They they do it for the love or you 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 okay I, how much for a verse whatever the you know the case may be like I, like sorry like back to the BMF like I phoned Swifty today and I saw that he posted a thing about this BMF show yeah you, um, you know about the Black Mafia family in Detroit and he posted something about one of the actors who plays this guy Lamar who's a real badass straight out of prison he's actually from London England mm-hmm. but like he was like yo man his like. When he goes like, yo, what up, though? You know, that's a Detroit thing. What up, though? That And so I phoned Swifty. I'm like, yo, what up, though? This is Lamar, man. Yo, Meech. Meech, you have my daughter? Because the last episode I watched, they, uh, don't Meech. give it away, huh? No, no. I haven't right. seen me. No, no. But <laughs> Totally <laughs> alert. But no, but Swifty, like, we're joking. Like, we're, like, we're, like, high school. Like, like we're, like, we grew up with each other. Yeah. And we've only mm-hmm. known Swifty four years. You know, maybe five. But it's, like, we're, we're joking, like. And right away he's like, like yo, but like so it's just like when you you connect with certain people, man, you just feel like you grew up with them, you know. We know that feeling. We know that feeling. So I I, I have a question because you kind of kind of touched on it. Um, not a lot of people can work with their brother. Oh, let's just put (laughs) that out there. Uh, I love my fucking brother. Uh, uh, I wish I could say the same for some of my brother. Uh, but anywho, uh, not, it's not about me. Um, what? Because there's, I, I see the connection. Um, I know there's an advantage, but the wavelength you guys are probably on. Let's talk about that. Um, coming to a project together. What's that process of you two uh, delegating, um, debating, negotiating? Um, how it's going to work, um, what's going to happen with it. Um, is it, you know, authoritarian t- or, you know, is it democracy? Do you guys vote on things? Yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's, it's bipartisan. No, no, you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's cool being like having the connection because one, it's funny because like I can, I can sing, but I'm not a singer. If Adrian wrote me a rap, I could probably I could rap because I obviously I know rhythm and melodies and mm-hmm. shit like that. But I'm not a rapper. You know what I mean? Um, mind you, most most rappers today are not rappers. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> you think it's but, a game? No, but, he fired on these bitches one time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but it's hey, dope because he's not the headline going to be in this video. 80, 80 empires call out weak ass rappers. Hey, we talking about weak ass rappers. I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. We I we can you, like we can have those. Wait, sorry, if Suge Knight lived today, I mean he's he's still alive. But I'm saying if it was if like Death Row was today, he'd go. Are you tired of all these rappers all up in your TikTok, <laughs> you know all up in your Snapchat? Come on, Jeff. Whoa. You got all those thirty second clips on your TikTok. If I see one more girl with no rhythm do that, that fucking uh, men in black, you know, he sampled the, the original. <laughs> oh, shit. If I gotta oh, see shit. that, <laughs> that, 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 that <laughs> with their little, baby, with their little baby in the fucking front, like nobody <laughs> nobody <laughs> shit about you, and it's always the white girl. In a profile, like mother of four is white girl. Mother of four. Hashtag fit and fabulous. Hashtag vegan. Hashtag uh, yoga. Hashtag I don't give a shit. Hashtag nobody gives a fuck. Hashtag learn how to. (laughs) We are Um, Wait, wait, wait. Why he talking to that? I do have the. To the people who keep making this damn bacon out of banana peels, you need to be shot. I don't. <laughs> That's criminal. That is criminal. Oh, that cry. Oh, shit. I haven't heard that in a minute. <laughs> no, but you know what? Like, when I was going to your point, DC, about like, is it authoritarian, you know, authoritarian or is it uh, democracy? You know, we were, we both know our roles. We both know our roles. But really, like, Luke and I are like, it's like football. Sometimes I'm the quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. and I make the play. But then I throw the ball, and then Luke is just. He's he's doing all, like he's just takes it all the way to the and vice versa. So it it, it all depends on the week, the day, and, the and, mood. But we bring different things like music aside, but like like you were saying, the negotiations and like the fat beats and this and that. And you know, a lot of times, you know, we discover something where I could be like decompressing at night or Luke, like looking in bed, scrolling, and I see something posted. I'm like, yo, Luke, we gotta hit this person up. And then like a month from now, we're dealing with that person. So it's just like, and also we can get mad at each other. Like, yeah, like he's come here and I'm so hyped about a beat and I could tell by his face, he doesn't like it. And it, you know, or, or, or like he comes up with an idea and, and I'm kind of going, and we kind of look at each other like F you, because it's like, I think it's great. <laughs> but then when you, when you kind of deco, you know, you deconstruct, you go, you know what? It wasn't that good. Yeah. It actually wasn't that good. And, and I take the advice or we're angry at each other and out of the anger, comes the best the best work you know like it's a safe place it's like you it's like you all when you're planning the show i'm sure you guys have disagreements but you know even you know i don't know how long you guys have known each other and stuff but you you probably have that relationship where you can get angry at each other but it's like yo guys we're on in 10 minutes like put that shit aside we got a shit and and it's you know it's it's that brotherhood right like whether it's like blood brothers or whether it's like brothers where it's just the brotherhood, like your friend, yeah, like, yeah, you, you know, like to be able to have, like, like again, we a sensitive world right now where you can't say shit that nobody, people are canceled like that. So we could say that the worst of shit to each other, but we know that we love each other, man. Like, listen, thank God phones weren't around and 
we were it's funny it's funny that you guys like brother that brotherhood connection uh me and my brother we we do a lot of business and just different things together and i think it comes together for us like the same thing you guys said it's just we know each other we know what to expect from each other. Uh, we know how to come into a. I can come into a room and look at my brother's face and be like, "Up, oh, this is going to be a fucking shit show." Uh, or this is not, not going to work. Same for him. Same uh, I, you know what I'm saying? You can, just, I think once you've been around your brother or whoever you've been in close quarters with for so long, um, you can kind of read who they are as a person, and you can just kind of negate through all anything that's going on. My brother don't like something like you say. You can make a face. And you could be loving the idea. You could just be going on and on and on. Um, and my brother, the oldest, so he'd be going on and on and on. I'd be just sitting there like, ah, I hate you to know, pick you, it apart. You know what? I, I'm your brother and Courtney Lucas and you. <laughs> Listen, I got to tell you guys a story. This was like, I don't know, five years ago. These 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 girls from uh, from a, a label here in Canada, Universal Canada, brought mm. these these girls in to try a song. None of them were really singers, but they were dance groups. Some of them had some acting, so they thought they looked the part. They looked, they looked the like part. the Pussycat Doll. Yeah, they, yeah, they were trying uh. to make this Canadian version. You know, if I could play the the loser horn from um, The Price Is Right when you lose a game. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so these girls were like, "Thank God, look! If I do this right now, no, opposite way." That's the vocal booth in behind there. And I never put glass on the door for a reason. And it was because of this day. Like these girls are like, Do you do you mind if we if we 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 you know we have to open up our our, our voices to practice? <laughs> right? And as they were practicing, the shit got worse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the harmonies were off. So literally, this guy fucking leaves the room. In complete laughter, like shit, they didn't know. I'm like, they didn't know what they were in there. And I'm going, oh shit! It's like, don't bother. Like oh so, God. so that's when you're like, Courtney, you're like, we read it right away. Right when they came, they were late. They had no like, and I just, Adrian and I already knew it was going to be a shit show. We didn't even have to like. You don't even have to say anything. The vibe is there. You already know what you the vibe is going to be like. And the funny thing is, I got a twin sister. And me and my brother connection is still that deep, like on yeah. that level where I could just go in there. Like me and my brother used to do, uh, we used to make beats and stuff. We were younger too. Um, and that's just where the connection came in. It's like, ah, uh, I'm not really interested. I know you interested and I'm going to ride with you because you my brother. I'm going to ride with you until the wheels fall off. But uh, bruh, when this light come on, I'm not going to make the same face I'm making now. I'm going to make it then just to show you my discomfort about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. Me and my brother even like the same basketball team, same football team. Like we, we got that camaraderie with each other, and it's just because we we slept in the same room together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you sleep in the same room with somebody, and it's and, a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. that's the people you gonna have connections with for the rest of your life. Um, and it is dope to see that y'all are still able to, because most people when they get to this type of level, they like, oh nah, I don't want to work with my brother. I don't want to work with no family. I don't want to do nothing with the family no more. You know how that can become a conflict of interest. But yeah. it's just yeah. good to see that you guys and me and my brother, we, we still be like, you know what? I'm going to rock with my brother. I know what to expect from him. I know he's a good teammate. I know he, that's somebody I know been a good teammate for 20 years yeah. plus. 
You know what I'm saying? So I know what to expect from him. I know this can be my business partner because we we've been business partners before this, before this even came Absolutely. about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It was like wrestling, like Luke said, like Kevin Hash and Scott Hall. Like you know, like N- like NWO had so many different members. See, we but thought we were the so many. Boys. He was like the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, we were like the Turn around and added another member. I was like, man, like, when did he become NWO? <laughs> like no, Sid Vicious, uh, Virgil. When they, put, when they put Horace in there, and <laughs> oh my God, Virgil. that shit was done. It was time to call it. I'm like, I'm like, okay, y'all just let anybody Man on the right now. Lex Luger, And then the sad part is they had the nerve to have like three different factions. You had NWO Black and White. NWO <laughs> Wolfpack. You had NWO Mexican. Mexican. You had NWO Blue. Like, I was like, God damn, what is this? The 35 chambers of we can't wrestle no more? Like, and it was like all old dudes. It was all old dudes. It was like all better. Lex Luger, Macho Man, Sting, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, Virgil. They go down Look, the, the I, Giants. I, I, it was bringing <laughs> people in that you were not expecting. You'd be like, yeah, they bring people in you wouldn't expect. You're just like, hold that. the hell up. Wait a minute. Wait you a said, minute. where the fuck did they even find dude at? Where did they, where, where they, 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 they this stuff up at? In the beginning, it was cool. Like, in the beginning, great. it was cool. It was yeah. great. Then it, yeah. Then they then it got it got cartoonish real quick. It was like when Hogan when Hogan joined, the I was like, oh yeah, it was the Pope like, that did it for me. The Pope, the Pope was it. Yeah. The, the Pope of Doom. They still put it. When Kevin Nash went down, I was like, mm-hmm. wrestling's done for me. I'm like, what are we? Yeah, when when Hogan joined that Bash of the Beach in what '96? Yeah, because he was it was Hogan. Like nobody expected. For him to go heal like that, man, that was just like I. It was I've watched the documentary when you see his, when and, his, uh, his Beijing, uh five o'clock shadow, but still got the blind. Did you guys <laughs> know that <laughs> cut his, hell, Remember man. he cut his hair. He yeah, had like a weird. Hulk Hogan fucked his old career up. That's the first person I ever seen that didn't need an image consultant. He just dropped the bag. Up. He just came up. Like you know what? Fuck it. I'm going black. I'm gonna wear these leather pants. I like Hulk Hogan fucked his own career. Like I'm pretty sure he was in charge of. Say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm pretty sure he was in charge of all his all his fuck up. It was it was definitely on Hulk. Hogan. If you look back, that was the end of WCW, though. That, really yeah, that, that was that was the it transition. Was. That was that fall of WCW right there. And well, and man, I like I mean man. I like what AEW is doing, but what I what I don't. What I'm afraid of, like when when Tony, what's his name? What's the owner there? Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like you know who's a big? Uh, I talked to thing about it. Uh, John Connor. John Connor's a big wrestling fan, and what I don't like is John Connor's from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I don't what I don't like is uh, Mr. Deke, um, what's up? What's I don't like uh, uh, that he's talking about like I'm gonna beat you know WWE tonight on whatever pr- show. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't be cocky like that. Yeah, yeah. right now you got it's the okay. Hype. It's been a minute, older than two years. Okay. That's what, like that's what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta be careful because yes, yeah, you're right now. You're you're people are are jumping ship, but WWE's been around since the see it's like, that new hot thing. W yeah, hey, I mean yeah. they've been around since the WWE. They, they, they'll make a turn somewhere. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big big Vince McMahon fan, but Same. you have to admire what he has done with wrestling. You have to admire it, no matter what you say. It's like, like Suge Knight. If Suge Knight would have got 
Still have now, this is this Music. is how I know Vince McMahon is yeah. bulletproof. He's the Teflon Don. You guys remember he had the do rag on, walk around <laughs> backstage, yes. and he woke up to John Cena. Was like, "What's up, my nigga?" And still survived that shit. I he knew he was untouchable. Yeah. He <laughs> said it on nothing, TV, live, raw, backstage. He's walking around Vince McMahon strut. <laughs> Do rag with the suit on. It was Booker T. He walked with the Booker T. He was yeah. He walked with the Booker T. Was like, "What's up, my nigga?" And then he just walked away, and he was like, "Tell me, you didn't just say that." Yeah, it's still on YouTube, and he survived. He can survive anything. Booker T did it too. Yeah, it slipped out. Booker T did it too. It slipped out his mouth. You can tell he felt so like and scary. Scary looking at him like. Nobody's had to pick the ball up so quick. Yeah. <laughs> he literally like, I'm coming for you, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the way he said it, his tone dropped when he said it. He was like, Yo, yo, I just Booger T documentary. He talked about that moment, he was saying how, how, how fired up he was just to get to that match. And then he said they was. Yeah. He said Hulk Hogan had been talking shit backstage, and he was just so fired up. And he said when it came out, he realized that he had fucked up. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he was like, I fucked up. It was at this up. moment that he knew he fucked, fucked up. up. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, <laughs> yeah, if 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 gifs were around back then to be that one with all those guys. You know the freestyle one and the guy like just. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that way, yeah. But you know what? Because it was, it was. Like it was a real moment. Yeah, that's how he would speak to someone on the street. Like I'm coming for you, motherfucker. Like, like you know so. I mean? yep. So it came out naturally because on mm -hmm. the street he would say that to someone. Yeah, y'all know yeah. Yeah. from Florida. That's why. I would, that's why when he said it, like, right he a gangster he for real, man. Y'all gotta go watch his documentary, man. Yeah. He's talking he talking about how he realized shit. Slip. Yeah, I, I, I'm not talking to my little brother. He had the radio show. I'm, a, I'm on television right now. I can't. Yeah, the radio show. Yeah, brothers. They brothers too. Yeah, Harlem Heat. Yeah, Harlem Heat. They're brothers. Yeah. His name is Booker Huffman. And the funny, the funny. Part is, bro, he talked about in the documentary, he talked about how he ran off on the plug to become a wrestler. How they wow. broke into broke into the plug's house, stole all this weed, and became wrestlers. They was on a road. You feel me? I was like, Booker T. Oh, hell no. That's a hell of a transition, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Booker T is a real life gangster, man. I, I, it was surprising <laughs> to see. Um, and he got all these uh, WWE documentaries, and y'all can check them out. They do uh yeah. everybody that you can think of. And yeah, from, yeah, I did. Really, yeah, really, really, really good. They was, those, yeah, they were, good. They were too, really good. Didn't man, I, that's all, guys. In the hospital at night, that's all I did. Man, A and E had yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And story of Lex one. Luger sad. That's a sad story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lex Luger, Luger is oh, really so unrecognizable sad. now. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh god. Yeah. That's what happened he when the boys wear off. Not the Roy. Not the Roy. Come on, man. And really, he got away with like Elizabeth died. Like he got away, man. Like a lot of people feel thing about that that he should have been locked up for yeah, Elizabeth. They got to go down to the accountability crib in Atlanta with uh, with Diamond Dallas Page. That's mm -hmm. how uh, that's how Jake the Snake cleaned his shit up. Even Scott yeah. Hall. Look, yo, yo. Yeah. When he got those cats together, I'm like, yo. Did you watch like, that documentary? Yeah. The Jake the Snake one. I forget what it was called, but. How 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 DDP saved his life? Yeah, yeah DDP. Well, listen, listen, man, these guys are on the road, probably three hundred days. 
out of the year. Your body is being tortured, man. Like, yeah. well, and as you get older, you gotta, you know, if you don't keep your body keep for like these guys, you don't. Know. It, it, it don't. It don't stay. It don't stay in tune. Like no. the one he did with Scott with, with Scott Hall. You're just like, wow. And it it was a struggle in the beginning, just getting him yeah. to com commit. And then when he finally yeah. got him to commit, and that's when he really started coming in, coming around. I was like, but those two, the uh, the Sky Hall one and the Jake the Snake one, like those are like some really powerful uh, documentaries because you're just Big like, time. man, you know, yeah. just seeing the whole turnaround. Yeah, like, we always yeah, knew what Jake the Sky Snake Hall was, was up like to. Drunk a lot on, on yeah on WCW. Yeah, and Hey Yo was a little different on a night where he had a couple pilsners. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Out. When he came to back to WWE, it was like yeah. some of those nights you could see like there's one video of him like years ago where he's at like an independent show and you're like, man, like, that's what your <laughs> life is become. It's sad. Yeah, he's like, but he's, he's he's good he's now. Come out of it. Yeah. He's good now. You know. Yeah, he's good now, and I'm and I'm glad. I like to see that that redemption story. Yeah, um, because it gets crazy, especially when you see like one of my favorite wrestlers was The Rock, and I read yeah. his book back in the day. And my man was sleeping on spaghetti. What are your favorite wrestler? That's my favorite, favorite wrestler of all time. The Rock? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, real quick. Have you guys heard Face Off? Tech Nine. Yes. Uh, I was just going to say, so, Joey's cool. Yeah. Tech Nine. Um, I'm not going to lie. I rewind that verse just because the way. I, in a, in a, I, I feel bad because The Rock can do anything. But it's just like, man, stop doing everything. It's just like, <laughs> somebody will do some shit. And my man's wrestling, acting. Yeah, yeah, you ain't heard I, it. I didn't yeah. miss this. I didn't it's, it's, it's called it's called face off. It's about drive, it's about power. Yeah. He come out. Rock come out, man. Oh I'm like, I'm, I'm like uh dude, between yeah. you and Jamie Foxx, y'all somebody gotta let somebody else do some work. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, Jamie man. can really sing. I, I, yeah, I think the rock will whoop Jamie Foxx ass in the wrestling ring, so he got him beat. Already, well, yeah, I mean, well, well, yeah, we, we, if you ask me, if you ask me, the rock, not the debate, do no wrong, he can, he, but did that one, he did that one fair. movie, yeah, how you know, I'm <laughs> too fair, yeah. <laughs> I love watching Ballers, yeah. too, man. Ballers was a great show, I love yeah. it, was. it was, Ballers was great, Ballers made yeah. me, made me feel like he was really a gangster, and it made me give me that gangster rock feel, like, I needed that for my, for my inner. He, oh, and like, Doom. I needed that extra Doom. Rock. And he's oh, yeah, Canadian. The Rock's yeah. father uh, was Canadian. He was, he was a, I think he started as a boxer and then got mm. into wrestling, but he's from the East Soul Coast. Man Rocky Nova Johnson. Scotia. Soul Man Magic. Yeah. 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 No, Soul he, Man Rocky he, Johnson. Another, another great uh, wrestler. Another great family, family of wrestlers, family of. Um, I mean, he literally can just say, like, like when, when every, every wrestler. Every wrestler that said, you know, it's rock, in my blood, it's in my blood. Like, no, dude, it's really in your blood. Generational for like, real. It's he has the Samoan as well. So there's all that Samoan. Well, that's the yeah. kind of Yokozuna was his cousin or uncle. Yeah. yeah. The, vibe, yeah. The, vibe, the vibe of uh of his rap is that they even do that Samoan. Rah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. kind of like like when he because when he's rapping, like you know, and, and Adrian, when you're it's rapping, the same you, have with to, the chant. you have to put on a bit of a a slang like where the rock just is rapping like his voice. Like yeah, he pretty much was. Right, he right. really wasn't Anyone all the real really cadence. Pronounced. It's all about power. It's all about this. It's all about that. Yeah. 
and everything like this. We stay hungry. We devour. <laughs> it's the rock. You're like you can just kick the shit out of me with one finger. I'm who's gonna Who's gonna like tell it. him no? He's like, like empty and still looks like an action figure. The rock. Game. Game. You tell him no. Like, um, no, I don't want you to take. It. Mike Rock, like, uh, listen, Rock. Uh, we don't really want you to rap today. We just kind of want you to stand there in a shirt, you know, <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> hey, hey, this is what he gonna tell him. Shut up, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not standing in front of him. No, um, people, people think that was his first rap song. I'm like, no, it's Man, not. No, no, no. Yeah, that, yes, uh, yes. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, dude, call he- He's a legend. The Rock is a fucking legend, man. No, he's he's, he's, he's the the Rock is is John Cena. When John Cena came out, he put a full album. Yeah, he did. And 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 you know what? He um like Bumpy Knuckles. I mean, Freddie Fox is like an underground, you know, he was connected with Gangstar. He produced a couple records or he raps on a couple. I mean, it is what it is. There's like one or two. Like it's 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 an okay album. Like it's yeah. not it's not. Da, 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 da. <laughs> My favorite verse, which I hate and love, is "You'll never catch me in the next nigga, the next next man sweater." That line to me just was like the epitome of. I can't do this no more, but I'm here for that line just because. When I talk about John Cena, John Cena had a rap battle with the dude outside of the show. Oh yeah, that was that was his gimmick. Yeah. yeah, but but, the, but outside the outside a, a outside terrible persona, and great gimmick at the same time because yeah, outside the yeah. persona he's like this he's like this really stand up dude like he Ooh, he puts yeah, his money where his mouth is like as far as like giving rock. back to kids and stuff yeah he's a brony if you ask me he ain't a rock no he, he like he like for kids he really does like the mm. make a wish thing he's yeah John Cena's like I feel like John Cena with the decline of wrestling too I feel like oh yeah kind of picked it back. And I was like, oh, who's the guy with the he was, fuck around his neck? I don't want to watch him. He was he was uh, the Superman. He was the G.I. Joe uh, of WWE for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I was never a fan of his. Like, but like, he could hold it down by himself. That's what it was. Yeah. I just, was he, a tough act. Like, he, he was just, for me, it was just kind of like. It's like, it's like you see those skateboarders outside. You know, that's like, you know, you get old when skateboarders <laughs> irritate like if i have to choose between the red and uh the orange and white or orange and red hogan or yellow whatever oh, uh, yeah. hollywood hogan i'm going with hollywood hogan yep. to me that yep. was just one like when he just started like just shitting on everybody in the crowd saying if it wasn't for me you'd be like you know and like that was yeah. like yeah that's that's one of the best hogan ever um <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it is about me and, arrogant, me and arrogant people. Like I love, Cena. Arrogant, I love arrogant. First of all, if you arrogant and you, and you entertainer, me you gonna get along just fine. See, that's why I was Ric Flair. I love uh, Ric Flair. I love those type of. My man uh, said it's so hard keeping these gators down. If Cena would have went heel years ago in his prime when he was mm-hmm. still active, it would have yeah. helped him. Like Roman Reigns now being heel. Has made everybody like him because after Killing a while it. it was like enough of this guy you're throwing down our throats. We don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been a Roman Reigns fan the whole time, so I can't really say I fell off the boat. But uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, okay, now you just taking Roman Reigns, balling him up, and just be like, here, choke uh-huh. on this. Yeah, do you love him? <laughs> I'm mad. That's, that's exactly. I'm mad. I'm mad they put Brock Lesnar on his um 
on his um on his run right now. He's on the, he's on the good run. And when you throw Brock Lesnar in there, I feel like that's the beginning of the end for you. They can't think of shit else. And here's Brock. Go ahead and get no, you. you know who it is? It's Goldberg. If I see them truck Goldberg, oh my there, god, man, they're gonna put on the wheelchair next time. But he's spearing nobody else now. You just gotta get this at some point. Yeah, if you got a wheelchair, he's gonna spit the shit out of you in the wheelchair. That's enough. Like you need Bobby Lashley. We get it. Okay, fine. You know, the 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 just enough's enough. Bobby Lashley came back to be champion. It was like. What the fuck? Where did you even find do that? Be like, come on, bro, we want to make TNA. TNA, right? Like, come on, man, like you too much. Like TNA is still a thing. There's so many promotions out Heyman, there, bro. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of everything, man. Especially once they all started branching off and going back to the other, like yep. going to other factions, it just like man, yeah. Really what I didn't like was you had something cool with the hurt business. Oh yeah, got it all apart. But they brought it back together. But it's just like they lost momentum. MVP is dope. Like he knows how to speak. MVP like, is great. Yeah. And then he's you from have, England too. Originally. Is he really? Yeah, we follow yep. him on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. But they, they, and they, they just in fine WWE former. It's like I don't like it. Stop it. And it just you, you made those two look like like chumps after. Like you just kind of. I think like people like Chris Jericho, who's always pretty much been the same. Yeah. His entire Ooh. career, you know, you know, so it's just kind of like a draw. Not no more because he's a I don't know, man. Once I see it, it. once I see Edge come back, I was like, This shit is ridiculous. Like, I I like it, ain't the same edge, though. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not the same edge. Look at my childhood. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to ruin it. Well, I mean, well, here's the thing about WWE when if something's not working, they kill it. But then they always find a way to bring it back because they're gonna recycle right. some shit because they don't really write like they used to. So no. I'm surprised Sean Michael hasn't made it come back again. You oh, know, one shit. more good run at it. He, he can't, he looks horrible. Oh yeah, yeah he, he looks look like, bad, look like somebody man. broke him up. Him and Bret Hart. Him and Bret Hart. He looks like he looks like a creepy janitor at the local. Uh, he do. He got like oh, five thousand like keys dude, and shit. You he just be in the. Here, kids, come. Kids, I got candy. He's playing. He's playing, the, he's playing the reboot Freddy Krueger. Yeah. That's Freddy Krueger. When he, when he grabbed all those kids in the school. No, but listen, I'm not, I'm, this is just, this is going to sound funny, but like, honestly, like, like wh- white people, when they get old, they get real ugly. No, like I have to say, man, it's true. Like black skin is beautiful, fellas. Like I'm being honest. Like you look at the difference. Look at someone, Shawn Michaels' age. He's about 40. You don't think he's 40 nothing. Oh, he might not be 40 shit, man. Shawn Michaels looks like it's Shawn, yeah. Shawn Michaels. I wait, let me find. I think he's like in his 50s now. No, yeah, yeah I better be, so. better be early 60s. <laughs> no, he ain't early 60s. Wait, he looks he look early 60s. Rick, Rick Flair wants to wrestle like he's 20 again, he's like 85. Yeah, yeah, great player. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he had a gastro bypass. I mean, uh, he, was I mean a bypass surgery, he? he said he coming back. Uh, to what? Yeah, Shawn Michaels looks. <laughs> but uh, see, this well, is why they. Just... That's why every every now and then, if you pay attention, every now and then, WWE they'll bring the Rock in because well, they know well, it's gonna get a good pop. Yeah, they, get they know who to bring back and when they bring somebody back. Uh, Shawn Michaels is fifty six. Get yeah, the fuck out of here. 60 door, but I can show y'all somebody that's black. 
And they still look youthful. You know what I'm saying? Michael looks like he's about to just die. Betty White is looking better than Shawn Michaels these days. Betty White is what, 99? Most of Christmas is looking better than Shawn Michaels. But you know what? You know what it is? It's like it's a kind of like a nostalgia factor. Like when you see you know, like, mm-hmm. and and just uh, to bring it to music, back to music, I think what I love about these verses that Timberland and and uh, um, Swiss Beats have done, you know, they've they're opening up a, a a door that younger generation never heard of Big Daddy Kane and Karis One. They Ooh, do now, mm-hmm. which is a travesty. Is which is a travesty unto travesty. itself. But the <laughs> fact that people are going like like, you know. <clears throat> These who are these guys? Who's who's that? I don't I I don't even know who Method Man is and Red Man is. And we're blessed. We're not going to say who it is, but the last verses, uh, Big Daddy Kane and, and Karis One. We got one of those legends. As it's going to be one of the singles on our on our anthems and icons. So we're blessed. Here, here, first, first, exclusive, Word. baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so so there's no more. I need to stop. <laughs> But uh I do have a question. Get a heart at one time, bro. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're you gonna think it's that. game? Get fired on these bitches one time. Right but excuse no, me. So if you guys were let's say you guys were Swiss Beats and Timberland, and you guys were putting together a versus, who would your battle be? Hmm. Uh uh I would like to see Dr. Dre. Uh I think I do I do agree with um uh Diddy, I think Diddy and against Dre would be that would be an epic versus because they're they are more on the producer side, yeah, mm-hmm. more so than an artist, even though Diddy rapped and so did Dre, but they're not Diddy, the Diddy. Hey, 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 Diddy. Diddy really produced this shit. That's what yeah. we don't know. We're not no, I meant Diddy really rap. Like no, yeah, we know. <laughs> Don't worry if I write rhymes. I write checks. Got you. Take that. Take that. Take that. Take that. Like, that that ain't what I'm here for. I like to see Busta Rhymes, but who would I think I'd like to see Busta Rhymes, but I don't think anybody Busta's has the clock so many times. Twister. Listen, it was yeah. only one person that could have won against Busta. That's about that. I think DMX was the only person that could have went toe-to-toe mm. with Busta. Only reason I'm saying that is because energy-wise. Yeah, the energy that Buster is going to bring for whoever he faces, he's going to kill them. He's going yeah, to that's why them. everybody declining. Yeah, yeah. 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 Otis, yeah. I'm not going to see him going against right now. That's like Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is a Sicario. You know what? Courtney's you know what? What? right. Yeah, right. Like, unfortunately, you're not you're not getting out of there alive. No, going up against but you're not getting out of there alive. But I I agree with you, Courtney. I think unfortunately, you know, DMX passed, and the the DMX Snoop Dogg was the wrong. Wrong. It was done. It was done in the height of COVID, where it was a yep. studio, and it was you sitting, know, it was sitting people... down. If Snoop Dogg, if Snoop Dogg and Doc, uh, um, would have went to me, um, in a in a in an arena like uh, like a disset and um, the other group yeah. went, or, uh, the that uh, Snoop Dogg would have got blew out the water because DMX yeah. is such a performer. DMX is mm-hmm. such a live you know, guy. Cool. 
I think DMX and Buster would have been a dope. It would have been a better match. Well, because the energy levels. Yeah. Would have yeah. been so high. Yeah. Would've I agree. Hundred so percent. I think it would so be high. cool to. I mean, obviously, I don't want to see like beefs from coast, but it almost be kind of cool. It's like to have sounds like so to have like a versus like the West Coast, West Coast versus. sound. Versus Ooh. the East Coast sound or the down south, or if you, don't want to have that you got or the East down south or the like the Midwest, like black milk. And, and, I mean, yeah, no, you no, have no, that right now. When you say mid, Midwest, you think black milk. I'm thinking, okay, Jay I'm Dilla. thinking of Ohio because you got Nelly yeah. and all them. Uh, they did a whole time in Midwest by himself right now. Thank you, thank you. It hasn't been many producers. I mean, there's a lot of producers in the Midwest, don't get me wrong. But what Dilla did is it can't be recreated, um, no. and, and and that's that's gonna be a hard thing for the, his his closest his closest, his closest is, protege was probably Black Milk. That's oh yeah, his that's about one. it. Um, but we Jay saw Dilla Black is, Milk is so four hard. years ago at Michigan. Remember they were there that night. We uh, have you been at Dilla the... Day yet? No. Oh, if I want y'all to take some time. Go to Dilla Day. My boy Jalen. Uh, shout out my boy Jalen. He took me to Dilla Day before. Um, it's a great experience, man. It's Artwork, all types of artists are there. Uh, they represent Jay That's Dilla. Dope. They do a whole bunch of different things in our city just to keep Jay Dilla's name alive. Because um, his his global impact, I want to say just city impact, yeah. his global impact, um, created a lot of different producers, a lot of different sounds. Um, and he's just an icon of music. Um, and it comes full circle. So when we start talking about producers, um, I say Jay Dilla. Um, but I, I want to see producer versus. I want to see Metro Boomin and, and like London on the track. Um, I think those two dudes are just top of the line, top notch right now. And it'll be a great, they make so much music, so much great stuff. It'll be a great time to see these type of producers. I think producers don't get the credit. You don't want to see DJ Khaled? No, I don't want to see DJ Khaled. Because DJ Khaled, <laughs> DJ Khaled has to face somebody. Ooh, wee, to face somebody. Um, you played yourself. I think DJ, I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, What's the other guy? You opportunities. Yeah, man. I just want to hear DJ Khaled talk. If DJ Khaled, what he should do is do like motivational speaking. Because DJ Khaled on a song to death. DJ Drama beat DJ Khaled. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, his beats take long. makes me laugh when he's like, also he's there, like his Instagram is just like, driver. Driver. New teeth. New opportunities. Yes. <laughs> that, that, man, that Dilla, one, man. See, Jay, Jay Dilla was Another like, one. It, it's, Another he, he's a, like, I mean, again, he's a legend. Like, he really started that, that, you know, I learned, I, I took years, guys, like years to, to, <clears throat> to get that, you know, where like, you know, in hip hop, like a four on the floor, you know, like today, like trap. It's just, you know, you you it's all quantized. You just put in the dots. It's all yeah. there. It's all, you know, it's just everything yep. is on. But when you when you had to use an MPC or a drum machine or or play shit, like I use a keyboard and I play the drums on here, you know, and you get that, and you get that where it's, it's so shifted, but it's so on point, you can't, it's but, like, but I, I think right now, like with music, like, you know, um, and I, I, I just think right now it's just people are more obsessed with being famous at all costs. And not, it's not about the, the culture. It's not about the culture. It's not about the craft. Because, again, like a Jay Dilla, God rest his soul, he like he was an artist. He was a Vincent Van Gogh on the MPC. 
He was a Salvador Dali. Uh, Not only that, but finding tracks that were virtually unheard of. I've heard, I've heard Jay Jenner mix some shit together. I don't know how the fuck he did it. I've heard shit that I went, what the fuck was you thinking when you mix these two sounds to make this complete sound? You know what I'm saying? That's that's what makes you different. When I hear a producer like like Dilla, and he's playing tracks and samples from songs I've never heard of before, from artists I've never heard of, that's not even in my generation. It makes me want to go back and say, I want this song on my playlist, this song on my playlist, this song, because I need to know, like, yo, that shit was raw. But you know, you know, you know, Jay Dilla should be celebrated. I say this all the time, but you know, at Motown, at his build, when you go to his build, there's a lot of museums, a lot of ex. Jay Dilla need his own uh, exhibit at uh, Motown, um, at his yeah. build, because that's something I, I think I'm gonna try to push for, try to get some people to to do some things, uh, try to make that happen. But I think Jay Dilla need his own thing at his build because his, his like I said, it's a global, global. Appeal. Um, people love I think Detroit. I think Detroit as a whole needs to open up a hip hop museum because there's so much, like from Jay Dilla to yeah. there's so many trick tricks. All the time. I this all the time. Slum Village do not get their credit. Um, no. um, it's this guy. It's a guy named Blade Icewood from my city. I'm pretty sure you guys would know who he is. Yeah. Um, uh, the Street Lords. Um, all these people that started um trap music. Uh, Big Hurt. Um, all, like I, I give Detroit a lot of credit for trap sound. Um, based off the BMF era, um, yep. a lot of people don't like when I say this, but I think Detroit is the birth of trap music because of B- Big Meech going to Atlanta. Um, Big Meech transitioning with BMF, uh, all the the energy he created around the the, the aura of the of the culture. Um, yep. it made Detroit more feared. It made the music more intense, and it made everybody violent. Um, yeah, and it's what it was. It was Big Meech. Um, his appeal in Atlanta. Yeah, what was that slum track? You know, the one. You know, you know what that era like, like, and it's not trying to say like, oh, back in our day, you know. Um, <laughs> but what was great about now, you know, we we know radio like everybody's now on Apple Music, Spotify, Title, mm-hmm. all these these things, but you know. You could get like a like a breath of of fresh air and and every you know you wanted East Coast you, you know you wanted that New York sound you had it you wanted that Detroit sound you had it you, had it. you, wanted, to, you wanted to go to the West there was there was L A West but then there was the Bay, the bay. you know the E forties yeah you had you had all these levels and then you could then you went to like but then there was like 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 uh what's his name like Kid Frost and them like. You had like Mexican hip hop from LA, which was to- which was different. Totally different. Then you went to the South. Then you went to the Midwest. Then you went to like the butterfly. Oh, that's all. You know, you had <laughs> that dirty, dirty South. You had the right. dirty South. You had Two Life Crew. I mean, that goes way back, like eighties and shit. That sounds but, You know, you had so you could like, but then even the East, like New York, you had, you had the Biggies, you had the Jay Zs, but then you had the Tribe Called Quests right, and these nah. things. That, you had the different, the, the difference. Big of, yeah, of it was so many, yeah, big pun. You know, so when you yes. hear something coming out of a borough and it's like, and you're going, I, that's, why I re- that's why I respect the Detroit. It's okay. That's why I respect the Detroit sound right now because they have their own sound. 
Um, it's yeah. different. They compare us to the Bay. They say we sound like them dudes out in the Bay. It's because of our high tempo beats and uh, you know, y'all know even DC, even DC with the house now. Hellebuck's down there producing yeah. Hellebuck Hell's Kitchen. Yo, Hell's Hellebuck making a lot of noise. And that's another producer that don't get his credit. He's gonna be like Jake Dilla when it's all said and done. Hellebuck from Hell's Kitchen in Detroit. He makes some of the most exclusive beats in the world. Um, uh, and it's just what he do. You know what I'm saying? We have our own sound. We're unique. Um, and that's what even Toronto, even in Canada, um, that's what I say about just that side. We are our own people. Um, from Detroit on up to Canada, we we share a unique bond with each other um, across that bridge. Because um, a lot of people, you know, you can get an enhanced ID and go to Canada. You don't need the passport to go where we go. So I know a lot of people that transition to do a lot of things up in Canada. And it's, I've been watching the Canada music scene for a long time um, because they've always had talent. Um, it was just about that moment when they pushed themselves through the door. Um, they have always had a different sound. I've always been able to, you know, go and listen to different things from Canada and just be able to create my own envision of Canada. So when, when people be like, oh, Canada don't seem like, I'm like, Canada got some street dudes. <laughs> Canada has some street dudes, no matter where you go. Um, yeah. I didn't met people that came from Canada that, that love the Red Wings that came down and we were just friends and just, Kick it with a neighbor. Just be cool and cordial. Y'all guys are really peaceful people. Um, y'all got a real unique style, and it's it's good to see that people like y'all um, can come over here and blend and just make everything seem what it is. Because music is that um, language between us. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That our music heals everybody. Music is something we all relate to. So when it comes to music, to me, that's what that's what connects. So again, everybody. you gotta go listen to love. Fit in and what they got coming out. There's, I mean, there's more I can name, you know. What I mean, but you got to do the research yourself. So the YouTube is Gladiator Records. Yeah, you got AD Empire. I want to ask y'all a question. I I usually try to do this with artists. Um, we gonna play what I like to call "Who's in Your Fave Five? Uh oh. Um, so who Uh-oh. you guys have either right now or just over time that just like I can, your I can favorite hear this headline five, right now too. You know what I mean? Empire, just, so I, like I gotta no hear. <laughs> no, I mean, and I don't even mean like they gotta be in no certain order. It's just like you know what I mean. Like everybody, I say this all the time. When you do when you do these lists, everybody has their favorite five. You go to sports, you got your favorite five. You go to basketball. I like to hear artists' favorite five. Like who influences you? Or who do you just like? I can vibe with that. I like to listen to this. Or so just this music in general, or just hip hop. Period. Music in general. I don't okay. because well, I know well, you guys have a lot of different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Eclectic tastes and everything like that. But I like to hear. Who, I think, who are the. Fu- I think for me, for music wise, if it's just like music in its entirety, James Brown. Mm-hmm. James Brown's got to be one because for me, James Brown was militant, and I'm not saying we're militant. But like for uh, like like we started Gladiator and Indie Label because people aren't giving us an opportunity. We're going to create our own opportunity. And I feel James Brown. That was the message in a lot of his music. And he did things that he didn't give a shit if he was going to lose white crossover. Like he because a lot of people will say no no no. Why are you doing say a lot of black on our project? Goes no. Got to do shit for my people. So for that I have a lot of respect. So James Brown, any rap man, he sang but he rapped. You know, let me ask, let me ask, let me ask you this. I'm glad you said that. So I just had this conversation on Sunday with a pastor, and we were at the table, we were eating dinner, and I said James Brown is the first rapper. Yes, yes. Everybody yeah. at the fucking table just looked at me like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Yeah, I believe James <laughs> Brown is yeah. the first Listen, rapper." 
the un to me the unofficial the unofficial first rap song on you know on mainstream radio radio is say a lot of black and I'm proud. Well, come on. Because because when he's talking, he's like, some people say we got a lot of malice, some people say we got a lot of nerve, but all we want is what we deserve. That's rappers say a lot. I'm I went a little bit deeper. I said, you know, all the all the break dancing was done to James Brown. It was it, it yeah, was yeah. It, everything was sample heavy. Sample heavy in the eighties. Prince Michael Jackson got their style from James, and then the, you know the Ushers and the Chris mm -hmm. Browns took mm -hmm. from Michael Jackson and from them. But everything leads if it's a pyramid. Six degrees James of separation. Brown James Brown. James Brown. Brown. Drummer. But yeah, no, yep. so definitely James yeah. Brown is in there. I think Snoop Dogg is another one, man, mm. because he's just been able to transcend so many decades still, you know, as a hip hop artist. He is hip -hop. He does the gangster shit. He does soulful shit. He does pimp shit. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I, I get a gospel album. Oh, don't gospel. forget about that gospel track. Yeah, let's forget about that Jamaican one. is up there. Um, Tupac is another one because again, what I love about Tupac is that he different moods, you know, like mm. you could have a song like mama, like keep your head up. You could have a song to mm. mama, but then you could have a song where you want to kill somebody. Cause that's us as humans. We're none of us are the same mm -hmm. temperament. I've, I've met a lot of few people who can always keep cool. Yeah. And that's what I love about like, so I think James Tupac, uh, so James Brown, Tupac. Yeah, um, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, a, a, a total different one, like showing our Italian roots. Pavarotti for us, the opera singer. Man, you know, because what Pavarotti did, he took an art form that was stuck in an old time period, a European mm -hmm. art form, and he made it accessible for a world that might not ever listen to it. By him doing Pavarotti and Friends, he did a duet like "This Is a Man's World," and then mm, with James Brown, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it's just like Pavarotti, what he did for opera. I don't think there'll ever be another person no. who was able to make no. opera mainstream something that was just and not make it so hoity-toity. You know, make mm -hmm. it that other people could understand it. So Pavarotti's in that list, and then shit, I don't know. Um, Maybe I gotta Marvin say, Gaye. I gotta say, well, no, I'm gonna put a female in the mix. I gotta say, Aretha Franklin, who's from Detroit. Um, because again, she put out nine albums before shit, before she finally found herself. And I think that's crazy. Ain't that crazy? Everybody, sometimes yeah. it doesn't matter how talented you are, it just is what it is. And you sometimes it takes years to find yourself. Sam, Sam Cook ended up on my list for that reason too. Yeah, yep. man. Some people yep. are lucky. They find themselves at 16 and yep. they just make it. Other yep. people age like fine wine. And I feel like yep. Aretha Franklin age with fine wine. And listen, you know, not, you know, not, you know not that it take it take process. It don't take yeah, and, everything and, ain't overnight. Yep. And not not to be a history nerd, but but Aretha was like the first female singer to to cut the word, like the last um, letters off of words. So like, you know, when you heard soul music and shit, she didn't go like, what you want, baby? Like she, she was like, what you want? Yeah, what you want? She was like, she, she, yeah. she took that. She brought that really spunk. She brought that, she, yeah, that, that she fast to her music. 
She put the yeah. slang in the word where it yep. wasn't phonetically. You don't. You don't. And she had like a bra from like '62 to like. Right. All right. I'm sorry. Right, no, so but, but oh hell no. She was an innovator, and she was a phenomenal piano player too. But I mean, yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. A lot, well, a lot of people. A lot of people don't know that that, that she, her church background was as heavy as it is. Her her yes. her dad was the preacher. Um, yeah, she was yeah. the singer at the church. Um, they was re- they their the friends, album their that family, she put one of the first albums she put out was the gospel. Yeah, album. and their yeah. their family and friends were Sam's Cook family. So that's how they ended up with that gospel connection of bringing those two together. And Sam Cook was yeah. like, "Yo, you need to go." Head and do the mainstream thing with the music, you know what I'm saying? And that's how they became mm-hmm. these successful people. But I think, like he said, it's not an overnight process. And those yeah. those are the artists you can appreciate when people know it's not gonna be an overnight process. Like like my boy Drake. I don't think Drake. Uh, I think people ha- didn't watch Drake. They think he woke up like Drake. Um, but I watched the whole process of him putting out music and just getting to the level of success that he is now, and knowing that he made it there. Over that span of people hating you, people doing that thing, people pointing out your flaws and your bad, and it ended up in a good spot for him. Now he. This is what Drake. This is what what I got to give to Drake. He started off as an actor, Mm -hmm. and that acting really helped with his music because, in a way, when you're performing, you got to be an actor. You got to be an actor. Thing with Canadians, we've always been very good, and if you look at even in acting. Like all the good, real, like you know, a lot of the good comedians over the years: Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, all these people from Canada. But the one thing as Canadians, the, the advantage we have over over our American brothers and sisters on the other side of the border is this: you guys don't get a lot of our content on a huge level. You got to right. really go digging for it. Like yep. if you live on a border town, like Courtney. You're going to know some shit about Windsor and London, Ontario, because you're there. And you might mm-hmm. hop across and you catch a vibe. You're in Toronto in like two hours. So in like Buffalo, two hours, yeah. Falls is the same thing. But the thing is, everything we get on the radio, on the television. I mean, now the internet has changed the whole game. But I'm talking even like, the, you know, 40, even, 50, ten, even 10 years ago. Even 10 years ago, everything. So like when Drake started. He like Canadians are very good at studying American culture and then interpreting it. Americans know it's not completely American, but shit, it's good enough that I'm gonna I, I'm gonna dig it enough. That's why the comedians have been so successful because mm-hmm. all, like the Blues Brothers again, Dan Ackward with James Belushi, they're singing blue Great Chicago blues and like so Dan Ackward was too, influenced. My black culture again, like just the way we were influenced by black culture. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, for like, I think people have to stop whether you're black, white, whatever. Like, mo- all popular musics today, they've all come from black culture. You know, all of it. Yeah. Country, if you're a country singer and you're talking about my dog died the other day, you know, like <laughs> you're only you're only singing like that because country singers were influenced by gospel and, and mm-hmm. shit. So it's just, mm-hmm. it all everything to me comes from the black community like you know everything everything to me. there'd be no rock and roll if there was no blues this is true this little is true. richard's the real king of rock and roll to me like mm. to elvis but like to the fruity oh rudy like it all Elvis, but he never meant shit to me <laughs> <laughs> but he was like now he's talking my language. <laughs> but listen it's just because again like a white face sold records 
you know, yeah. and that's what it came down to. And that's why Elvis, because Little Richard's shit was just well, as Pat good Boone, better. Pat Boone, literally, the history, Stone. the literally yeah. history is, yeah, there was an insider at the label. And every time Little Richard came up with a song, Pat Boone mm. recreated the same song, only yep. he magnified it to the point yeah. where if Pat Boone was around today, it'd be those white girls doing the TikTok dances. That's how, how fucking <laughs> yeah. Pat Boone was. If you watch the uh, Little Richard uh, movie, because yeah. uh, I watched that a few times, because it was like, that's why Little Richard started doing the over-the-topness and start really putting yeah. some real funk on it, because Pat Boone was taking him like, Tutti Frutti. When you hear when you hear like Long Tall Sally, when you hear Long Tall Sally and shit, like and then you hear like Pat Boone's versions of these songs. It was awesome. It was like horrible. Like if a shit took a shit. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. You know, I've never heard like, that before. I'm using it. You know, you know, <laughs> I gotta go with that. You know what the hair like? I use that all the time. I'm gonna give you credit for it though, but it's yours. Listen, listen. Before we get too far off, I need your top five. I need your five. Yeah. My, okay. So my top five. I'll, do, I'll try to be quicker. Um, oh, you got time? I, I just didn't want to get too far off, yeah, so no, we didn't no, no, get no. to you. Um. Um. Some of them are the same. I will say Tupac and James Brown. Uh, Tupac, I still, every time I hear so many tears, I still, I still tear up. I do oh, actually. Man, that song it, just, it hits me in a way. Oh, that it's, I, it's, like, it's a couple Tupac songs that hit me like that. It's, uh, what's that says so many? Yeah, that one right there. And, it, it, uh, it, it, when I hear Dear Mama, Dear Mama kind of make you go. Dear Mama, yeah. You know yeah. And that's why, that's why, and I know people uh, heated uh, the argument of back in the day, you know, Tupac and Biggie, who was your favorite? For me, it was Tupac. Even though Biggie was a phenomenal lyricist and the mm -hmm. tracks that he came out with, Tupac just spoke to me more. He he had like a real emotion in his voice when he's, you know. That's what it was. That's what, that's what it, was it was for me. And I've always been more influenced, well, we both were, but I was, me as my own person, more influenced by the West Coast sound. So like Dr. Dre is in my top five as a producer. Because when I would hear those, those you know, the, the tracks from from Dre Day, like Dre Day and, mm -hmm. and, and um, you know, G Thang and, and all those tracks, which he was heavily influenced by Jay Dilla. So yeah. those, those yeah. you know, but hearing it and, you know, incorporating a live bass on a hip hop track or live guitar or live yeah. trumpets, you know, that's, that really spoke to me as a, when I was young. So Dr. Dre, I'm going to go left field. John Williams. I love score mm. music. Oh, like, yeah. Like I, you know, he's created some of the most epic, epic scores of all time from Star Wars to Superman to Indiana Jones to Jurassic Park to, and that's mm -hmm. the cool thing about us. Like I have playlists on my Spotify or like, I just made one uh, re like yesterday called Crooner Vibes. And it's like Sammy Davis, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, mm. like Ella Fitzgerald, Dina Washington. Like it's just a, it's just a mm -hmm. playlist of that. I got one called Gangster Soul Pimp Shit. Yeah. And it's like the stylistic, <laughs> yeah, the shy light, oh, stylistic, oh, oh, shit. stylistic. You, the, you know, I just like the title though. <laughs> yeah, I have one more. Let's see, top five, and then one more. Um, see, it's hard, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> drain to my especially knees. when you're influenced by so much. That that's what it is. Um. Shit, you see, you got bought me. I got four. There's too many, right? It's like 
<laughs> Pat, Pat Boone, just kidding, just kidding. No. <laughs> um, John Cena, no, just joking. <laughs> said no one ever. Said no one ever. You can't see me because I'm not in your top five. Oh, um, oh, let me let me just. Uh, I feel like I'm going to do a Conan. Let me speak on this. On LA. No, no women. No women. I, I'm trying to think of a woman like Aretha. Would, but okay, you know what? Um, uh, I think for if I had to go with, with, if I had to put one woman, Ella Fitzgerald. I, I absolutely. Oh love her. hell yeah! Her <laughs> night and day, night and day. You are the one. Like her, especially the 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 duet album she would do with Louis Ar Louis Armstrong. Were mm -hmm. were just absolutely incredible. Her voice was like like I like Dina Washington and 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 mm. uh, what's her name Sarah Vaughn, but man Ella Fitzgerald there was but, something but the, just it was me, just it was like to me black women's voice. I said this to my daughter, my daughters. I mean my wife is uh, both our wives are by well, well my wife's biracial. My wife is half Trinidadian and half German, you know. Oh. But it's funny. But my kids, so my wife looks you know my life looks more mixed. Uh, but my kids are blonde, like dirty blonde hair and blue eyed, you know. They got they got the German size. So <laughs> but we were watching we were watching Aretha Franklin over the weekend, and I just told my kids. They looked at me like I was a little crazy. I'm like, girls, like black women, like they have the best voices in the world. Because I'm like, you, you could feel the pain. Like Jennifer Hudson singing Aretha Franklin, you oh, can hear the mm. pain in the voice. It's a different type. It's a different level. No disrespect to any of these white girls trying to put a rasp in their voice. There's a couple of them, though. There's a couple of them that got a little bit of soul, though. And which is uh, which is crazy that she didn't win uh, uh, American Idol. And you're like, this is, is what it I wasn't crazy? Hey, who? Is hey, it crazy? what was it called? But it was called American out. Idol. It wasn't called African American she, Idol. Right. She Yo, didn't win. Is it that far fetched that she didn't win? <laughs> no. <laughs> but then you got but after that, you got Fantasia that you cannot yeah. deny her talent. Like That's I love that, Fantasia. That was a redo. Listen, guys. Yeah, that, that was, was a redo. That was a give me. They was, was like, like, oh, we fucked up with Jennifer Hudson. We'll give you Fantasia. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, I would love, you know, in a world without COVID. That the 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 musical gods could bless Lucas and I that we could have Fantasia Barino, Jennifer Hudson, Jasmine Sullivan, like all Ooh. these incredible, all of these incredible women in Moo Moo Fresh. Um, you know, all God. these people in one Erica Badu, man. Eric, yeah. wow. this is what this is the shit we love. Jill Scott. I love some Jill hey, Scott. Lord, Jill man. Scott. After what she did with that microphone, Jill Scott. Yo. Everybody stop seeing this. <laughs> you know what? My my daughter, my, my wife's Chinese Cambodian. And but my daughter, one of my daughter's favorite songs is, is Anita Baker, and she's 11 years old, caught up in the rapture of love. <laughs> when I when I when I take my daughter to the to the bus stop, I I, I hit the play button and she starts going. What if what I did hey, you know, you know it's a good song when you sway in the wind. Hey, yo, 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 y
What well, my youngest daughter, one of her favorite songs is uh, Black Kennedys by uh, Commons Group. Uh, mm. They're called August Green. Yeah. Like he was a Kennedy. I'd be a Black Kennedy. Black car. Black. Um. So then he goes, Black car. Black star. This is Black symmetry. My young. Rolling with mm. windows on my top down. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful night. Yep. So my, I actually, well, you know what? It's my thirteen-year-old. That that's her. That's her jam. You know what it is? <laughs> walking around the house. It's like important. This. Like we have young kids, and it's important to to teach them culture, teach mm. them music. Like not not everything is these these. And in, in no disrespect to like these, you know, one-hit wonder pop groups, the fifteen-minute fame TikTok mm. shit. Teach them. Like real music, but you know, teach them history. But, you know what I mean. Also, but you know how you break the barriers of racism and all this stuff. If, if again, like, because I've taught music classes to younger mm. students, you know, to like That's sixth graders, seventh graders. When I'm playing "Say It Loud" and I'm black and I'm proud, and they see this Italian guy going "Say It Loud," I'm black and I'm proud, and, and I say to them, "I'm black too," and they're looking at me like this guy's fucking nuts. But it's like <laughs> but what I'm trying to tell them is that. It's a feeling, you know, like, like it's, it's, you don't have to be Italian to love Italian food. People mm. all across the world love our food. So the same thing with the music, you know what I mean? Now, if you're a culture vulture and, and misrepresenting something and exploiting something, that's a whole different like those, thing. Those idiots right now, Island boys, Island, oh, whatever. Yeah. No, shit. yeah. The dude in the pools. With the, yeah. with the, yeah. with the dreaded. Yeah. yeah. They got to chill out, man. They got to relax. If you really love something, and then as an like as an see older me guy, on the alley. But but like you know what I'm saying? So like for yeah. like younger kids, like for them to see, like, wait a minute, like you don't have to be black to say say loud I'm black and I'm proud because then the thing is, then that means I'm responsibly raising my children, even though my kids are mixed, they don't look mixed, my kids get the white privilege because they're blonde and blue eyed, but they also like, you know, like if all I am, if in my, if in my house, all I'm talking about is Italian, this and Italian, that, then that's all my kids know. And they think mm -hmm. that that's the best, but like, we talk about other shit. I talk about indigenous. And that's where it begins. You know, I talk yes. about how native and also, yeah. but also like telling like my kids, my daughters that, you know, the, 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 what you see on TV and the narrative that that Hollywood portrays of black people, yeah, slavery is one aspect. You know, the streets is one aspect. But what about having actual black people play Egyptians? Because Egyptians were fucking African. They weren't, yeah. they weren't bloody That's a conversation I'm not ready for, though. It wasn't Gerard Butler. It wasn't Gerard Butler. It wasn't Gerard Butler, right. Definitely you know wasn't. So, or you and like, McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, having real people play, depict, because, you know, and so for, like, young black kids in, in Canada and America, you know, like, you're not just the descendants of slaves. You're the descendants of fucking kings and queens. Mm -hmm. Intricate, intricate kingdoms and queendoms. And not only in friggin' in Egypt, in Ghana, in friggin' Mozambique, in South Africa, in the Congo, Gosh. like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, but Lucas and I as an ally, we need more people because, you know, black people can sing that shit from the rooftop, but you need white people to do it as well because that's when it makes an impact. You know mm. what I'm saying? And, and white people you know, right now, 
which I'm glad it's happening. They need to fucking feel uncomfortable, like tough mm. shit. I think I think that's the most important part of it. Tough um, shit. These, these kind of conversations that you guys are having right now, it's the it's need to be had. conversations that need to yeah. be had. Um, until you're sitting your kids down and creating that generational change, yep. you're never going to get there. There's no change. Uh, and this is what never... people, and this is what these dummies think. Me educating my daughters and saying, "Hey, look at this. Let's look at this. Read or look at this film about like Shaka Zulu." It doesn't mm. mean that that makes me less of an Italian military, a military, oh. a military genius. No. And, and yeah, no. military genius. That's just, just that's this culture. Exactly. Right. But this is what um, a racist. This is what a dumb racist thinks. They think that if they don't like just prop themselves up and what people mm -hmm. who look like them did, then somehow it's like the Napoleon complex. Yeah, you know, the yeah. guy who's yeah. got a small dick, yeah. he's got a yeah. the chick with a big car, his dick is small. It's the same thing. With why, are you, why are you making fun of me? No, no, no it's the same thing. <laughs> 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 We could talk for hours, fellas. That could be a whole other. You're gonna have five shows that are too fast. Hey, no, no, but no, I think I know a guy who owns the show, so we can do this whenever y'all want. I mean, I have no problem. I know a few. I'm moving up in the world. I know a few people. Not to you know, tug my own cape a little bit, but I enjoy having y'all here. This is um, yeah, no, we gotta do it again. Oh, uh, funny you should say that. You know. My mind rattles around. This little peanut in my head rattles around from time to time. Uh, December 10th, you guys are dropping something. Somebody's having a birthday December 8th, and I will be, you know, uh, myself, uh, that person. Uh, so if you guys feel free, December 8th, the door's open, man. You know, yeah, let's come do back, it, man. Yeah, man. Let's do we can it. talk Lock about it. the project. Oh, yeah. 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 You think it's a game? Good fire on these bitches one time. We need some listeners right here. We'll play some records off we the We can do that. Right oh, we can. Definitely. Definitely. DC, my, my birthday's the third, so Sagittarius. Oh, Sagittarius. I know I like this guy. They didn't Notorious B.I.G. have a song Sagittarius. We is. We is. We'll do that. I'm glad we before we before we go for all our listeners out there. Uh, me and DC put together something special for Thanksgiving. Uh, we're gonna be sponsoring a family over here at Witches. Um, so if y'all know anybody that's looking for a Thanksgiving dinner, um, that they can that, that need help or just reach out to us, uh, me, Chris, mm -hmm. or DC, um, Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, um, let's get that going. We can start. We want to sponsor one family. Make sure you also you guys can text it to us because we have a text in line. It's going to be a call in yeah, line. Uh, yeah, so, Texas. Uh, what we're looking to do is, I mean, you know, we ain't we ain't got it like that to where we can do one day. We hope to be able to give back as much as we want to. That's why a part of this show has been um, bringing on any and everybody who's making noise. We want to give, mm -hmm. give people a platform, but also this Thanksgiving, because I've been there, um, you know, have, not having known what Thanksgiving was going to be, uh, whether it was going to be, you know, two little turkey legs and three green beans for, you know, five people. So we want to be able to give people, you know, we can't sponsor a, a lot of families, but this year is going to be one next year. We'll be doing five. You know, we're going to speak that so into existence. So why don't existence. we do this? Why don't we do this? And we can we can work out the details after. Why don't we sponsor one family of four? 
Word, let's do that. Oh shit. Word. So we gonna do Oh shit. So we do the family. Oh four. Closer to the gate, we'll e-transfer your PayPal, whatever we'll that PayPal you yeah. and we'll we'll do that. So a family of four, boom. Yes, so two family. families of four, so you're getting a meal from don't eat from what the shit. Um Yo. That's, that's excited, man. Well, we've got that's no good. time for excuses. Anybody else want to get in on this? We we reach. Hey, anybody yeah, else? man, make sure y'all get in touch with us, man. So uh, that is big. That is dope, man. Um, sponsoring two families, two families, and Here's also we are going to be doing December tenth. Give them the name of the album again. Anthems and icons, guys. Oh. Anthems and icons. Anthems and icons. So December eighth as a God, birthday gift to me. Popcorn, I'm man. bringing you guys AD Empower. We're doing a dope, dope, dope. Listen I cannot wait. So. This has been, I always say this, and I and I and then people think it's hyperbole, but this has been one of my favorite episodes. I feel like every episode you go into, you be like, it's gonna be cool. But this, then this you get to my talk to people. Episode, DC, before you say this is why this is my favorite episode. Not only do we got great people, we got great supporters, and we got mm -hmm. people that look out for each other. And for y'all to even sponsor a family, yeah, yeah, help that, us out. That, is that, that was and, one of the um, biggest things that I think we've had on our show of support um just to help us do something that we want to do um is that's perfect i, I appreciate that from y'all no I'm not only that those. but and um, I, I, we mean that like let's do it whether oh it's yeah yeah we'll be in contact yeah yeah i definitely because i like i said i want you guys to come back on yeah no the um, eighth is done deal man we'll have a listening party i tell people this always my this show is always open i know the guy who hosted he's a little punk ass motherfucker from the streets <laughs> and i know him. <laughs> so um, I got a little pool with him. So anytime you guys want to uh -huh. come back on, the door is always open. I have no problem with there's a comment. Oh, um, yeah. I have no problem with you guys coming back on. I appreciate this. Like I said, when I I have when I I don't have any preconceived notions because we never met besides today. So I always try to be like I'm gonna keep an open mind. And I, I like I said, I went down the rabbit hole watching you guys YouTube, and I was like, man, these guys are dope. I watched the vlog, seeing you guys vibe, and I was like, man, this is going to be fun. And I always hear this frantic energy on Wednesday. It's like, uh, I can't explain. It's like I'm up early, and I'm and I'm looking forward to the show. And when that red light come on and I get to talk to dope people, it's like I feel the energy and I don't sleep. Uh, but tonight has been something different because you guys aren't just regular artists to me. You guys I feel like we dope. made family tonight. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, watching you guys' YouTube, but getting to talk to you guys and hearing the story and just vibing with you guys, it's been fun. And it's always that real energy. Real recognize real. You know? Absolutely. absolutely. And um, Likewise, fellas. We feel the same, man. When you have people, I've talked to different people, not on this show, but I've talked to different people who want to do stuff or want to, you know, collaborate with me. And then when it comes time to do it, they either don't show or it's just like it was for show. They want to put the word out like, yeah, we're going on what the shit, we're doing something worth the shit. But then it's like the energy's not there. Yeah. You guys brought energy. Um yeah. and I can you tell know, it wasn't you know what, just like it, it was it was the it was them sharing the post for me. Um not, well, that, not just that. Um, yeah, no, a lot of people that you have on, on, on our shows and our platform, you know the but podcast. I don't, I don't ask, I don't, and I'll tell you this, I don't ask anybody, you don't have to. You don't have um, to post. I'm gonna do yeah, I'm gonna do enough posting for everybody. With. Yeah, because yeah, but and I and I was telling my wife, too. I was like, man, they 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 liking it, they digging it. And to me, as you guys know, when you when you're not used to doing something or you're doing something that's new or you know out of your realm, 
It's like when you guys were making music, I know there was time where it felt like humming, like, man, these guys want to work with us. And it's like, man, that, that's big. That's huge. I feel the love because to be having people seek you out as opposed to you seeking them out is a different experience. Um, just for me. But that's neither here nor there because it's not about me. It's about you guys. So what we do here before we leave, we do this thing oh. called parting shots. It's that last chance to, you know, final words, get your social media out there, tell the people where they can find you, anything you guys want to say. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a floor for your parting shots. Take all the time you need. There's no rush. Again, I know somebody behind the scenes. So if he starts talking about time limit, I'm going to tell him to shut the fuck up. This is what I'll tell him. Shut up, bitch. So the floor is yours. Let the people know. You want to go? Yeah, man. I think, I mean, 80 Empire. Yeah. On, it, on, yeah. On, uh, on, 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 on basically every platform on Twitter. What's it? Uh, uh, Twitter's 80 Empire underscore Instagram, 80 Empire. Uh, hit us up. We Gladiator we're... Records on YouTube. Exactly. And my my words are just, you know what? We, right now, I think we're, we're living in a, in a time of a lot of anger. And people just try to try to listen and uh, and just be positive and, and, and try to live. Just be nice to one another. There's too much hate going on right now. Too much hate. Yeah. Um, you know, so and and on the on the side of music, work on your craft. You know, if you want to be a, a singer, a poet, spoken word, rapper, producer, work on your craft. Mm-hmm. You know, as a producer myself, learn an instrument. You know, try to learn it. You don't have to be a virtuoso, but learn cool. your craft, you know, so you can really master it. And 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 learning something just gives you a longevity in your career. That's yeah. So and, and yes, listen, man, and shout out to 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 uh, Rachel and to Katrina, kick up your heels entertainment. Yes, I love them. Us, you know, <laughs> uh, connecting us with great people like yourselves. Shout out to Trill Will, um, our partner at Gladiator Records, man, and uh yeah, man, uh, December, well, November 19th, the first single is dropping for the album. I'm wait, I'm going to give sort of I'm going to give DC a quick cuz you said you saw the blogs uh, or the vlogs. There's the one vlog that we did where I I literally pull Adrian in the room and show him a hip a, a beat for the first time. That hmm. track is on the Anthems and Icons album. Oh, and it's done. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I ain't gonna the, say nothing about it, but <laughs> and through that vlog, an artist heard that vlog on Instagram, mm. and that was the track that he he wanted to jump on for anthems and icons. And it's it's a I won't say who, but it's a West Coast, uh, West Coast, uh, uh, you know, legend. Heavyweight. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, if you guys, again, I've seen it, and I'm not going to say nothing because it's your responsibility to do your own due diligence. I can't do it for you. Uh, so you definitely got to go to Gladiator Records on YouTube and check out the vlogs because I'm telling you, you're going to fall down a rabbit hole like I did. So make sure you put about eight hours aside because I'm <laughs> telling you, you're going to start at the beginning and go all the way down, and you'll be 12 years later into their career, man, and it's dope. I'm telling you, and I ain't saying that because they're here. I told them that before we got on. I'm telling them now. I'll tell them again later. I appreciate y'all coming, and I love what y'all do. Love again. Thank speaking you. of love, go watch Love. Go watch Fit In. There's, a, I mean, again, there's so many songs on there, but those are two I would recommend right now for you to start at. But you're gonna love them all. Um, anything else you guys want to put in? Plug anything else? So no, we got man, November nineteenth, December eighth, yeah, December tenth. Let's go. Album and December eighth. December eighth. Back on what the shit podcast with the with the. 
with the three fellas, hey, with the five hey. fellas. Hey yo, before we go, hey, what about this? How about? Oh, what? I didn't know what happened. I, <laughs> my bad. My bad. No, go ahead, see what you say, but it's still parting shots. But go ahead. How about <laughs> yeah, this? I had an idea. Just, we had we had John Cena on. John Damn. And even did you can't see him. He's still here, but you can't see him. Anywho, go ahead. Right. <laughs> All right. How about this? So, on on on. Since we're going to have the guys on and y'all sponsoring with us, let's have our two families selected by the ninth um, so we can do it together. When they hear, we can unveil the two families that we're going to be feeding for Thanksgiving. That way we can do it, make it one big whole show. Wait. Perfect. I'm confused. My head hurts. December 8th? <laughs> December 8th, yeah. Oh, damn. Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, shit. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's ah! <laughs> beautiful if we're doing it for Christmas. <laughs> Where's the turkey he, coming from? Nova Gosha? <laughs> that turkey's coming from Edmonton, brother. It was at us out here looking weird again. But since you up, real on hey, Courtney, since you up, man, go ahead and get your party shot, man. Oh, man. Um, party shots. We're going to be giving out Thanksgiving dinner late. <laughs> late registration. <laughs> we on color people's time. Do not call oh, us. Shit, that is late people's time. Okay. It's just late, um, late. The turkey is going to be late. No, party shots. Um, Shout out to Eddie Empire for being here, man. Giving us another great show. Um, <laughs> Um, we got a, I got a couple. I got a couple new uh things coming up. Um, I'm coming back next week. Smoking reviews. Um, we are doing a award show. Um, so I'm gonna have some polls up on the page. Go check out the page so y'all can see the polls. Um, I'm glad you I had to. I had to. Hear, I had to hear that different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we got no, we got polls at that bitch, but I don't know if y'all gonna be doing no stripping, ladies. I'm just <laughs> Little rusty polls in that bitch. They are old polls. <laughs> we do not do that anymore. <laughs> we are crazy. We do not want no virtual pussy, ladies. Um, smoking reviews is doors is back open next week. Me and Tim, we coming back with y'all war show. We got another some dope artists, some dope music. Um. Special exclusive music that's gonna be coming out. Um, so let's follow me on IG. That's my IG down at the bottom. Follow me on Facebook at Courtney Duncan. And you know what? We'll be here every week on with the shit, man, to bring y'all this this chaos. <laughs> Chris, Control. talk to the people. Uh, you can check me out at the IG below, Chris Fury One and TikTok Chris Fury One. Uh Blurred's Eye View every Tuesday, 8:30. We're covering comics, television, film, talking trash and let me ask y'all something do you like martial arts do you like ninjas like kung fu yeah if you like all of those things tune in next week we have we have two we have two gentlemen hopefully two of them uh that are real martial artists they are real ninjas they practice the way and everything uh candy b had them on her her ig live and i'm getting them on to my on to uh blurred's eye view so we'll be talking to them next week uh, next Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Uh, all this talk of sponsors, families, it makes Chris Fury want to get in on the action. Well, what you doing? What you talking about, Chris? What you talking you know about? How, you know how I do when I plan. You, so are, you, are, you, are you doing it too? Let's do it. 
Boys, wait, oh, oh, shit, we got three families getting fed this year. Oh, we about to feed some motherfuckers. We about to feed y'all. Let's do it. I'm trying to tell you, we about to have turkey. We're oh not gonna make, my god! We about to have sweet candy yams. There it is, my cranberry sauce. Can't you get the cranberry sauce, bro? Thanksgiving, you forget the cranberry sauce. Somebody about kill you for the it's cranberry a, sauce. You feel and me? Let, and um, not stove top. Niggas always, niggas always forget the cranberry sauce too. Like, dude, mom's making stove top. Word, uh, word. Okay, somebody's not gonna eat. Um, say. Don't forget the sage, niggas. Everybody forget the sage for the drink. Well, me and DC burnt all our sage, so we got to buy new sage. <laughs> uh, different kind of sage, but yeah. Um, <laughs> dope shit. I'm going to let my shit because I'm too lazy to say all that. I'm going to let y'all read the bottom. Um, when you get when you the host, you can do shit like that. Um, I do want to thank ADM for, power for coming on. Um, shout out for to real. you guys again. Um, this has been folks. dope. Dope. I, I feel. I, I I'm an energy vampire. Um, to be honest, I love talking to dope people, hearing dope stories, and just being able to share the stage with dope ass people who, um, not only have something to say but are just genuinely, um, just dope. I know I say that a lot, but I mean it. Um, when this show started, it was to be something totally different. I say that all the time, but it evolved into something to where we can actually be able to just talk to people, share their story, let them tell their story and um, have a great ass time. Um, like a true man cave. It's without the drinks, which I'm bringing back drinks next, next week. Uh, yeah. I've been drinking. Uh, I don't know if you've been not been drinking, but I've been drunk. So, so. Definitely, definitely drinking for my birthday. Uh, I definitely, I definitely, ran, I definitely ran out to uh, get a drink. <laughs> we see. But, but in my defense, John Cena was here. I didn't really care to see him, so. You still can't see him. Anywho. Uh, no, man. I, I uh, Like I said. Shout out to AD Empire for coming on. I got to give a big shout out to Katrina and Rachel over at Kick Up Hills Entertainment. Um, to have them reach out to me, man. Again, this shit's humbling me. This show has only been out for a year. And I say that all the time because from where we started and whence we came to where we're at now, it's nothing but one God, depending on which one you believe in. I can't tell you who. Um, but two, the work ethic that we all have. And just the drive that we have to want to be able to be good storytellers, to be able to, like I said, talk to dope people, man, and experience these things and be able to share the stage to me, like I said, is always humbling. So I appreciate you guys for coming on. I appreciate them for reaching out. I thought I was crazy when I seen the email, the first email ever from them. I was like, Toronto? Me? Who? What? I stop it. But uh, here we are. And uh, quiet as it kept. They have more people for us to bring on. So <laughs> we're just growing. Um, shout out to WMIC, our media partner in New York. Yes, we have a media partner. Um, it's not all official and shit when you say that. Yeah, nigga, we got I know, a media man. partner. Yeah. You know, think think about two me? seasons ago when we ain't think we was going to make it to season but four. Shit. Now here we are. Oh, damn. Uh, we thought we was on the Long chopping block at NBC, boy. We was almost <laughs> up there with Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there a lot episodes. of shows that got canceled, man. But again, man, like I said, it's just a testament of, uh, of um, the work ethic. I believe it's nothing but that. When you do dope shit and people see it, they will come. 
You don't have to pander. You don't have to change who you are on the inside and outside to try to get people to notice you. I'm going to be the same shit talking person, whether I got $5 in my pocket or 5 million. Uh, this is all I know how to be is myself. So this show, like I always say, is nothing but an extension of me. Uh, sometimes it might be a little more over the top than you can get. You can ask my wife. I'm just same way around the house, annoying the fuck out of everybody and cussing up a storm, but I love it. It's a Sagittarius to me. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, you know, but don't, don't hate. Cause you can't Shout out to my mom. Nope. My mom is my mom cut running cuts people out. I know how I go. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know. It's a great way to relieve uh, tension. Oh, <laughs> but uh, shout like out to them. Um, just because, like I said, they came to us and wanted to work with us, wanted to be a part of what we're doing. Um, again, it's humbling. I can't say that enough. Growing up in Akron, Ohio, not knowing that I was gonna be doing this at this stage. At this okay, stage. LeBron. Hey, 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 don't down us. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into that one. You walk into I that one. No, man, it's humbling, man. Like I said, it's always, you know, one of them things. So my parting shot will be, man, just keep grinding. I don't care how long it takes you. I don't care how many people are watching. I always say I don't care if one person's watching or a million people's watching this show, you're gonna get the same top-notch quality. Um, all the promos I do. All that stuff is going to be this. I'll try to give everybody the best, man, because I believe one, they deserve that because that's a sign of respect that even to want to come on this show. You know what I mean? Because there was a time we couldn't get a guest to save our life. It was just the three of us talking to each other for weeks or weeks on weeks. And now, you know, we're talking to dope ass people all over the country and all over, you know, international waters now. We international, <laughs> you know I mean? nigga. So to be able to do that, man, like I said, it is, um, it's great. Um, you know, I told so again, my people man, back home. I told my people back home. I was talking to people from Toronto this week. They was like, "Nigga, you talking to niggas from around the corner still?" I was like, "Bruh, I gotta realize my global appeal now, brother." You ain't talking to niggas in Canada. He's like, "That's around the corner, nigga. That's not Niagara Falls, nigga." I was like, "No, no, y'all about to kill my buzz like the niggas from deep Canada." Don't kill my. I made up. I made up a place that y'all from. I'm sorry, three niggas right now that think y'all from Augusta. Toronto, Canada. Canada. I just, 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 you feel me though? I just, ever try to sleep on my global recognition for the boys from deep Canada. <laughs> and, and that's, that's, that's the appeal that I'm glad we're having. Uh, um, you know what I mean? I try not to get sappy at the end, but I always end up telling like a sad story of how nobody wanted us and we were the, the little show that wasn't supposed to be. But it's true. And the reason I tell that story because I want people to know that no matter what, you always going to have haters. Uh, Kanye said it the best, and I always say this. There was always going to be haters. That's the way it is. Hater niggas marry hater bitches and have hater kids. Whoa! So, <laughs> so that's or, one of my favorite or. quotes. I guess the people was wondering what it was, how we're acting if I lost. Mm, I so. guess they'll never know. They'll yeah, never know because we ain't. What alone today? We trying not to lose, man. We got, we got, we got people in the building, man. We got Toronto in the building. We standing up, man. You know what I mean? Told so uh, again, man, I appreciate y'all for coming on. Um, love y'all work, and y'all. I, I I can't wait to see what's next. Oh, we gonna I'm about see. to go back. I'm about, oh. I know we're gonna see. No, we gonna but I'm about see. to go back and watch that vlog because I want to hear that beat again. Because I, I uh, again, man, go Gladiator Records on YouTube. You gotta follow. It's worth the watch. 
you can set aside your day. If you got to work, you ain't going to work. If you start at 8 in the morning, you're going to be there till 6. I can tell you <laughs> If you got a wife and kids, they're not going to see you for the rest of the day because you're going to be hey, watching bro, the video. Tell your mama, tell your mama I'm never coming home. Tell your mama I'm watching Glad. Tell your mama, hey, this Richie, I'm watching Gladiator hey, Records on YouTube. Well, I ain't going to be home for lunch. But <laughs> listen, yo, we're going to see December 8th. Yes, and sir. before then, because American Thanksgiving is what, the 24th or the 26th of November? Yeah. Something like that. One of the two. We'll work out like the that. payment, you know, the for, details. The details. Yes, sir. For, for, we'll do that. You know, I will be in touch family. for sure. Uh, again, appreciate y'all for coming on. Uh, so, as we always do, man, you know, appreciate y'all for coming on. Said my spiel. Don't let nobody treat you different. I'm going to leave y'all with the white man. <laughs> Take it, 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 take it,